0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag free, whoever he is. Get
1: your And let's go, Brandon.
0: Let's go, Brandon. I agree. That's right. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always by my wonderful co-host blonde welcome hello we made it it is the final broadcast of the year that was 2021 i had high hopes for a return to sanity that obviously did not happen i wish i had how do
2: you feel about next year
0: Well, it's on you, 2022, to bring (laughs) some redemption to the disaster that was 2020. Someone's got to do it. Why not 2022? I wish I had good things to say about this last year, and I certainly do personally. But as far as the state of our society, I've certainly seen better. So the best we can do is optimism for the year ahead rather than appreciation of the year behind. And Godspeed to that upcoming year 2022. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas. We will catch up on all your holiday news, including... A mischievous caller on Joe Biden's Christmas Eve Santa tracking live stream says, let's go, Brandon, on departure. And that's, of course, funny enough, but funnier still. Joe agreed. I agree. Let's go, Brandon, quote Joe Biden, Christmas Eve 2021.
2: Look on Jill's face.
0: She clearly got it. He clearly didn't, apparently. Uh, And of course, that's just part of the story because that caller is now public enemy number one. He is worse than the Waukesha killer. He is worse than Ghislaine Maxwell. He's worse than every person in Epstein's book that she knows all about. Brandon Caller must be brought to justice for the indefensible use of a right wing slur. As always, the media reaction is is funnier than the event itself. Yeah. So we'll catch up with that. Plus, uh, it's going to happen. The Supreme Court is set to take up challenges to Joe Biden's vaccine mandates early in the upcoming year. These are cases of big consequence for the country, of course, but this is a big legitimacy test for the Supreme Court itself. I remain cautiously optimistic, but I am, of course, wary why?
2: why are you cautiously optimistic about this? Well, they, they did the right pull through.
0: They did the right thing on the um, eviction moratorium. I think that uh, I, I, I think they're going to go the right way on, on at least the OSHA one. We will discuss it if they don't uh we will we will and should have some questions about the supreme court's fidelity to the constitution we already should have plenty of questions but this would be uh this would really put an end to any debate and later on jorge ventura of the daily caller uh, he stopped by this week to tell us about his new documentary cartelville all about drug cartels taking over southern california communities we'll get to that in the back half of the show and before we call it a year. We, of course, have hoax hate and tonight's movie review is appropriately die hard for the Christmas weekend. And of course, we will catch up with your super chats in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We will get to as many as we can before 11.30 p.m. Eastern. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listing material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. The show store is up and running, of course. We have shirts. We have hats. We have mugs. We have it all. Plus, we have great offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Freedom Hill Coffee Roasters. Freedom Hill Coffee Roasters was founded by veterans to serve America's heroes. Every sale puts veterans to work and funds Freedom Hill Farm and Folk School in northern Michigan, where vets and first responders share peace and purpose through craft and recreation. Freedom Hill Coffee is available in both grounds and single serving pods in a variety of roasts and flavors. Using promo code MATT10, you can get 10% off all Freedom Hill products with the exception of subscriptions. Support small business, support veteran charity and jobs, support listeners of this show, and support yourself with great coffee from Freedom Hill Coffee Roasters. Promo code MATT10 gets you 10% off at checkout. You can find everything you need from Freedom Hill and other great offers. From the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's over at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. Just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, We will, as we mentioned previously, cancel the call-in show this week. That's Wednesday the 29th. No call-in show. Other than that, the show goes on as normal. So next Sunday, January 2nd, we will be live as usual, 9 Eastern, and the call-in show will return January 5th, Wednesday, January 5th. I will not be doing my personal solo videos in the meantime either. I'm going to enjoy some time with family, obviously. So I'll be back with my solo videos after New Year's Day.
2: I, too, will not be doing any solo videos during this break.
0: (laughs) Does that need an announcement? Well, you have been doing your interviews, though. No,
2: I I did one like five months ago and one like two months ago.
0: That is record pace. I, I will have you know. <laughs> you really ramped it up in twenty twenty one.
2: I did release like hard. ten videos in twenty twenty one.
0: What do, what do you say about women in careers? You need to tone it down a little bit.
2: I know. Working too hard.
0: Now I hope that you got what you wanted for Christmas, but in case not, I did uh tease this a little bit for you, but I've not shown you this message yet. Santa may still have a surprise for us both. I received a message from uh, Mr. Claus himself, and he has a special gift for both of us, it turns out.
1: Ho, 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 Merry Christmas, Matt and Blonde. For you, Blonde, how's this beard action? ho, 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 But I got you a special gift, and it fell out of my bag as I was going over New York, because that's the only place that the radio ever says I ever am. And that was a right-wing death squad! I'm sorry it's not going to get to you in time, because they all fell out and died, but we'll work it out. No! And for you, Matt, I gave you a very special gift, and you'll find it in your wife's sock drawer. Uh, ah. Underneath your uh, frilly panties that you wear sometimes, when everyone else makes love to you, of course, they're right underneath that. It's re- wrapped in the in the red foil that you like so much. And I have another gift for you, blonde. Since of course your right wing desk squad didn't hash out, and that is Ben Shapiro gets nothing. Ha-ha, take that, you Jew! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Merry Christmas! <laughs>
2: Well, Love of coal for you, Ben Shapiro. Santa mm. coming
0: through. Clutch. Thank you, Mr. Clutch. Really we appreciate pulled it. it off
2: in the end there. Mm. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know how to transition out of that. But in another Christmas message, how about that? I received another Christmas message in my inbox. Recall Trovo, the platform on which we used to stream before they banned us for no uh, explained reason uh, among a bunch of other streamers and then stole the money that. Uh, listeners of this show sent to the show and then never would tell me why and then blocked me on twitter when i asked why and would never respond to my email in uh questions about why i received this email on christmas eve uh from trovo your 2021 trovo memory is avalable now like it's it's avalable i guess good try on the spelling but that tempted me i thought well what could my memory be could it be getting banned on trovo for no reason and never streaming there anymore what would my trovo memory of 2021 be and silly me i clicked on the link because curiosity got the best of me and they said well you need to log in to see it i said oh of course and then what did i get the same login message this account has been blocked due to violation of trovo terms of services forever (sighs) to unblock please contact us at customer at trovo.live so blocked forever but to unblock contact this email seems like their uh, error messages are about as coherent uh, or as well done as their spelling in their emails.
2: Are you just in some database and they're just blasting you with? I emailed them again
0: and said, I would like to see my memory. It's kind of ironic that you want to celebrate the year with me when you say I'm no longer welcome on the platform. But
2: when was that?
0: (sighs) That was in the fall sometime, wasn't it? I can't remember. It's months ago at this point. (sighs) But, you know, well played, you dirty thieves at Trovo. You tricked me one last time. You're not going to get me again in the new year, man. I'm done. You know who else has a Christmas message? Alec Baldwin. Christmas message for all of us. But in reality. Shut
2: up, Alec. Why can he not stop talking?
0: Yeah. Who the hell is doing the legal representation for this guy? Um, This is not a Christmas message for anybody else. This is a Christmas message for Alec Baldwin from Alec Baldwin by Alec Baldwin about just how much Alec Baldwin has been suffering and struggling through the upsetting uh, episode of killing a woman and blaming everyone else for it. So on Christmas Eve, Alec Baldwin posted a video on his Instagram account thanking everyone for supporting him through this difficult time.
1: I wanted to take a moment to say thank you to all of the people who sent oh me such God, kind words. Like lots of really really great. Um, you would too if you shot sentiments a sentiments from so many people. I'm looking forward to the you know some aspects of this being behind me. Of course, you know I'm home with my family. The only thing I care about you know I, I, it's, it's just true. All I care about is my wife and my kids and just uh, moving forward with my life and trying to uh, get through a tough time. I feel very awkward. Going through this, has been very difficult. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy
0: holiday to everybody. And, uh, be safe.
1: Wear a mask. Get the booster. Don't let Santa Claus down the chimney without a mask. Okay.
2: Dude, did he accidentally live stream a, a discussion with his therapist on Zoom? Is that it what
0: seems? Saying? Something like that. Be sure to wear a mask. Take your safety lessons from known safety expert Alec Baldwin. Here's a safety tip stay the hell away from Alec Baldwin at all times. There. Oh my God. Better advice than, than he'll give you. Now, I edited the full message, obviously. It's about three minutes long. You can watch it on his Instagram. But note, at no point in the full video does he mention Helena Hutchins. Uh, Or her her family, family. Uh, the woman he killed, of course. I just want to move on. I only care about my family. Well, maybe just a little bit more care for someone else's family uh, would have prevented this. I was thinking about this over Christmas before I even saw this because I saw some other reference to this. And I thought, man, imagine being uh, a young kid growing up and knowing that your mom is gone because Alec Baldwin shot her. That's got to be the weirdest experience. But there's a family sitting around having that experience over the holidays.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: And um, remember, this, of course, is the guy who insisted in his George Stephanopoulos interview just a few weeks ago. First and foremost, I don't want to be a victim. I won't make myself a victim. And then he in in that interview repeatedly made himself a victim. And this Instagram post is nothing but self-pity and self-victimization. At least last time he specifically offered uh, condolences. To the family, in this case, the family is an afterthought. It's just all about Alex family. Still no um, update on the legal issues that I've seen. Recall last we left the story, the D.A. in Santa Fe says charges against Alec Baldwin and others remain possible. And the investigation into the the, uh, October 21st shooting incident remains ongoing. We discussed last week as well that there has been a search search warrant issued for Alec Baldwin's cell phone. God knows what sort of additional videos might be on that uh, in addition to this one. Meanwhile, we also have uh, Ghislaine. Oh, no. Uh, before we get to Ghislaine, um, in, in other legal news, this was a bit of a surprise. Or maybe I just committed the sin of reading the analysts that I trust who, even though I think they have good and sound legal analysis, maybe are not in tune to the political wins in play, which I think yeah. um, was largely responsible for a lot of what happened to Derek Chauvin as well. Maybe there's some of that going on here. Maybe not. I don't want to overstate because I didn't uh, follow this trial as closely as some others. But before I bury the lead anymore, uh, this week, uh, Kim Potter, who, of course, is the police officer who accidentally shot Dante Wright during a traffic stop during which she mistook her Glock for a taser. She was convicted on both counts, both first and second degree manslaughter charges. The verdict reading was a lot Uh, Well, it wasn't it wasn't as dramatic as her testimony was that we saw last week. But here is uh, Kim Potter. Here's the here's the return of the verdict in the Kim Potter case.
2: We, the jury on the charge of manslaughter in the first degree, find the defendant guilty. The verdict on count two is we,
1: the jury on the charge of manslaughter in the second degree, find the defendant guilty.
0: So this was after about three days of deliberation this week. The first degree manslaughter charge brings up to 15 years in prison. She's only going to be sentenced uh, on the more serious first degree charge without a prior criminal record. The expectation is she's going to receive something in the range of six to eight years in prison. She did go straight to prison right after the verdict. And prosecutors are apparently being aggressive about this. They want to get her on. Uh, they want to get her on a more severe sentence on the basis that she abused her power and some other aggravating factors they think they see.
1: Right. Where's
0: the uh,
2: incompetent woman charge?
0: Was, well, should that be a charge or is that status quo? You tell me.
2: <laughs> I think it's status quo. This is brutal.
0: Yeah, it's uh. well, I, I I did search today to try to find some commentary from the jury. I, I don't know if there's any out there, Um, if any me- jury members have spoken to media yet. Uh, I'm a little bit curious because my understanding based on the law in Minnesota was that that uh, recklessness had to be established and it seemed like a solid case that her use of force was justified in the circumstance. How you demonstrate recklessness in that scenario. Apparently, the jury was convinced otherwise. I'd just be curious to hear their reasoning. And it's possible that I'm totally misunderstanding the situation. It's also possible that we have another Brandon Mitchell situation of political ideologues who wanted to get their uh, so-called racial justice vengeance. In any way that they can. I'm not saying that was the case. We will find out if something like that happened. Hmm. We also uh, we we don't have much from the Ghislaine Maxwell trial this week because they're basically on Christmas break or they did like a half week of deliberation, but we didn't get much info out of that.
2: Yeah, uh, the judge. um, So they deliberate deliberated for two days and the judge was like, "Uh, do you guys want to deliberate on Thursday? And the jury literally said, no, no, thanks. We're not going to do that. <laughs> We've they, made plans. So yeah. we'll see. They'll be back after the holidays on um, on Monday. But she's looking at 70 years. Oh, well, so my Christmas, I was talking to my mom yesterday and she's like, I just want you to know how stupid you sound in your show every time you talk about this Ghislaine Maxwell trial, because she is she is sipping my ties on an island with Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein right now. And it's true. Maybe this we bought into the,
0: to the propaganda a little bit too much.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, she was like, has she even been photographed outside the, you know, outside the jailhouse or anything like that? I don't
0: know the answer to that question. In fairness to Blonde's mom, I don't mm, know the answer to that.
2: Maybe my mom is on to something with this. And as we've been
0: saying throughout, we have to rely on secondhand descriptions of what happened inside the courthouse. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And all of the sources that I've been using over the last few weeks, it's like standard left wing sources like CNN. And I'm just like reading CNN without any kind of... Even like a, a baseline level of skepticism. And then all day I've been thinking, is my mom right? Is she right about this? Is this whole thing a farce? She's just to probably, make us feel like justice is being attained in some way? Is Jeffrey Epstein alive? Did Mossad <laughs> do all of this?
0: This photo is actually from like three days ago. This one of uh, Ghislaine and Jeffrey on the plane here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. That's not an
0: old photo. That's recent. Um, she's probably more on to something than she is way I think far she's right. off. Maybe yeah. I
2: haven't been... You know, viewing this with a critical enough lens.
0: Well, we shall see. And um, if, if if your mom has any more inside information, I would love to hear it because I got to rely on someone. It's it's I can't see what's going on in that courthouse. So if anyone has tips and information about what's actually happening, I want to hear it. No. Nobody it really, really knows except for those jurors and the media that are allowed in there.
2: Yeah. And you have to think, why do they want us to be following this trial? She's not the the target jeffrey epstein is was hmm. supposedly
0: yeah well there's way more important news to get to and that's that someone prank called joe biden it's funny it's like i like to make fun of media for focusing on this more than things like the Ghislaine maxwell trial admittedly i'm kind of guilty of doing the same thing right now i'm sure we'll spend more time talking about someone prank calling joe biden than we did Ghislaine maxwell <laughs> but at least i'll admit it that's maybe the difference by now, you have likely seen the viral clip of Chris uh, of Christmas Eve. Joe and Jill Biden were participating in the annual NORAD Santa Tracker, which was being live streamed. That is the North American Aerospace Defense Command. I don't know how that somehow makes the acronym NORAD, but it does. <laughs> As part of the event, the couple took calls, which I can't believe. Um, well, we were <laughs> we were talking before uh, live who the hell thought it was a good idea to allow Joe Biden to take calls like this is discord on a Wednesday night?
2: I know. I mean, it is it is um, there's something of a tradition. And I did not know this about Trump. But when he was doing this, uh, some little seven year old boy called in and Trump was like, so uh, you still believe in Santa, do you? Isn't it kind of marginal at your age? <laughs> Wow. And he got ripped, ripped apart in the media for taking away this gift of Santa Claus to a seven-year-old child who probably is too old.
0: Yeah, I, here's some coverage of what happened last year. So this is uh, an annual tradition. That's the best defense you can give for the Team Biden people. Well, presidents sit down at this Santa Tracker event. They take calls. It's mostly kids curious about where Santa is right now. But apparently they don't do really any screening of the callers, according to reporting that I've seen. Whatever happened. Uh, this caller from Oregon his name's Jared I think is that uh, we'll, yeah. we'll get to his more about him in a minute but Jared from Oregon gets on the line and he calls in. And he has a cordial call with Joe and Jill Biden and then at the end he wishes the Bidens a Merry Christmas and he says let's go Brandon and then Joe himself responds I agree let's go Brandon I
1: yeah to- I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well uh, Merry Christmas, and let's go Brandon Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Hey, by the way, where are you in Oregon?
0: <laughs> Turns out he is. Oh um, God, I wish y- this you guy c- didn't
2: bitch out, though.
0: He kind of did. Yeah. yeah. We'll get yeah. to uh, his reaction just just in a second here, but he yeah he's acting like oh I didn't I didn't mean any disrespect. Okay, dude, like come on. We yeah. everybody knows what that means. Yeah. And Jill, to your point, Jill. Obviously knows what it means. You can tell by her face and her kind of uh, hesitant laugh. She gets it. Joe just staring off into space like he usually does. Now, maybe they want to deny any knowledge of this. Jill's face tells you she knows what this is. But you'll recall the White House up until this point has frequently denied knowledge of what this even is. What Let's Go Brandon even is. Back in November, Jen Psaki responded to a direct question from um, NBC And said that Joe Biden doesn't spend much time thinking about let's go, Brandon, just doesn't really put any thought to it. And before that, at the end of October, a White House spokesperson, Andrew Bates, says, I had never heard of that chant until you explained it to me. I guess I'm not spending enough time on 8chan or whatever, which is also wrong.
2: It's so widespread. People all over town have their let's go, Brandon signs up. Everybody knows what it means. This is not some fringe thing
0: the it, it way too normie for HN or anywhere else. There's probably no let's go. Brandon mentions on HN. I wouldn't know. Cause I'm too normie for HN, but I know what let's go. Brandon is. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they didn't, de- they've denied knowledge. Um, maybe that's the defense we'll go with. We're not getting a formal response out of the white house um, just yet, but the, the guy who pulled off the stunt, this is um, Jared Schmeck. He's a 35 year old former police officer now works as an electrician or something to do with electrician type work in Medford, Oregon. And he says, um, he and his family call into this event every year. He actually recorded his side of the call as well. This is what it looked like from his perspective.
1: Hey, well, I hope you have a wonder- yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Wonderful- Merry Christmas and a- let's go Brandon. And- yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>
2: Real see, choppy on his end.
0: Yeah. And you see that reaction, maybe I'm reading too much into it. First of all, I don't buy that he was just trying to be innocent. He didn't really mean anything by it. You can tell once he pulls it off, you can tell by his little laugh there and his kind of mischievous enthusiasm. He knows what he just did. And yeah. I don't have a problem with what he just did, but I wish no, he would have owned not, it a little just bit more.
2: Once I just want somebody to be like, yeah, I said it. Fuck that guy. Why couldn't he have done that? Come on.
0: So he talks to to the Oregonian among some other media outlets and he says what? We've have, have several said, quotes from here.
2: At the end of the day, I have nothing against Mr. Biden, but I'm frustrated. And then he goes on with his list of grievances. But I'm frustrated because I think he can be doing a better job. He works for an electric company. Um, He was previously a Medford police officer for six years. I I mean no disrespect to him. I I understand there's a vulgar meaning to let's go, Brandon, but I'm not that simple minded. No matter how I feel about him, he seems like he's a cordial guy. There's no animosity or anything like that. It was merely just an innocent jest to express my God given right to express my frustrations in a joking manner. I love him just like I love any other brother or sister. That's oh, totally no. nonsensical. That um,
0: ending part there, I love him. No, you don't. You no, obviously you don't. don't.
2: Yeah. I don't know. He totally bitched out. I mean, he's like, well, I I, I have nothing against him. It's just that uh, I think he's not doing a great job. It's like, why can't you just be like, yeah, I hate this demented guy. I think he's doing a, a terrible job. And I just wanted to, you know. Also, follow me
0: on Twitter because I pulled off one of the most legendary prank calls of all time. Why can't, I know. You, t- Come
2: on. Why can't you just
0: own the moment a little bit? It, it, and then he started bitching piece. about
2: how he's getting threatening phone calls. I couldn't really find anything that was like legitimately threatening. It's like a, a, some people called him and they were like, I'm going to fuck you up. But they were all vague. He, and, didn't, and he then, didn't
0: offer any recordings or anything. I'd like no, to hear he, them.
2: He said they're vague but threatening phone calls. And he said, now I'm being attacked for utilizing my freedom of speech. It's like you had an opportunity to be really cool. And then you ended up bitching out really hard. And now everyone thinks that you suck. Why did you do this, dude?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a bummer, especially given the, the trolling achievement that it was just own it, dude. I'm I'm bummed that he didn't do that. But um, the only, so the white house, as far as I've seen Joe Biden, the white house, not formally commenting yet we have jill biden some...
2: spokesperson did though
0: yeah okay so we have from jill biden's people what did they say
2: um they they put out a statement i think on twitter uh and they called it sick tasteless classless disrespectful juvenile and appalling behavior for a parent toward any commander in chief i don't understand you know merely by uh being in the position of presidency you don't you don't command respect Like, I don't have to respect you just because you, um, you know, weasel your way into the highest office of the land. Like, what is this argument? Just because you won the most
0: votes of any president in the history of this country. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like, well, we can we can debate. um, I think there's a debate about, you know, more respect for the office, that sort of thing. But but to say sick, um, appalling, I mean, come on, it's just. It's a little bit of trollery. Let's keep this in perspective. We're, we're vastly overstating the case. These people. yeah. Obviously. And if the
2: White House isn't going to say anything about it and nobody else is, then why would Jill Biden spokesperson spokesperson even bother? It's like everyone just shut up and say nothing. It'll blow over in like a day like everything else. <laughs>
0: they do make it funnier. And as I mentioned, the media coverage of it makes it funnier. This that you mentioned the quote from Jill Biden spokesperson. That's part of a story in NBC News headline. Parent uses right wing slur during Biden call with Norad's Santa tracker. So this is a right wing slur. Now, the first sentence in the story, President Joe Biden was subjected to a right wing slur, a right wing anti Biden slur during a Christmas Eve call with Norad's Santa tracker. He was subjected to, oh, my God, what punishment, what torture. Uh, it, this is wordplay
2: for them because they want to um, they want to relate it mentally to like a the connotation of a racial slur when you say slur colloquially don't don't you mean like a like a one word name that you're calling somebody fuck yeah, it's joe weird biden to have a slur is not phrase. a slur yeah. yeah a slur phrase is a is a weird thing this is very specific language
0: <laughs> and you 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 think, oh, wow, that's a very high moral standard you have these days over at NBC News, because I seem to remember like no more than a year ago. For example, lots of people hated the former president and said all all kinds of, uh, quote unquote, vulgar things about him. And, and that shit uh,
2: flipped him. Oh, yeah, sorry.
0: Well, yeah, that one that one. Yeah. The lady who flipped off trump's motorcade and gained office largely on the basis of that gesture she was elected to local office not that nbc news has anything to do with that but you'll note the difference in the headline at the time mind you neither of these are op-ed pieces these are nbc news quote-unquote objective coverage headline of the about the lady who flipped off trump's motorcade take that mr president woman who gave the finger to trump's car wins election (laughs) Was Trump subjected to an anti-Trump? It wouldn't be a slur, obviously, but gesture. I mean, he was 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 it as torturous for Trump when this happened to him? Uh, There was another headline in ABC News. uh, Father uses vulgar insult during holiday call with President Joe Biden. And that's. That's the point is it's not vulgar. Yes, it's a euphemism for a vulgarity if you want to be technical, but it is not itself a vulgarity. And I'm not going to take um, vulgarity policing from people who were much more explicit about their vulgarity for years and years and years. Now, all of a sudden, though, they're the language police.
2: Yeah, really? They can't be the pedo police, but they'll be the language police. They
0: still try to be the pedo police, but it's not very convincing sometimes. <laughs> And on CNN, Atlantic reporter Ron Brownstein said, this is about insurrection. This is just like this is just like January 6th.
1: It's ungracious. It's juvenile. It's
3: reprehensible by the father. Uh, But I don't think it's fundamentally about incivility. I think it is fundamentally about insurrection. The whole Let's Go Brandon kind of motif is a reflection of the view two thirds of the Republican uh, base driven by Trump's claims, uh, false claims and the big lie that Biden is an illegitimate president.
2: Oh, my God. Can we get a profile shot of that guy? Yikes.
1: (laughs) so
0: uh yeah this is just like those grandmas with their glorified trespassing charges i know this claim, like this is a mantra of the terroristic element or the people who don't believe in the election no it's mostly just people who who think joe biden's a bad president which by the way is a majority of the country at this point you're gonna have to confront that reality
2: yeah he has woefully low approval ratings even amongst his own people it's like what do you what do you guys expect this is so tame compared to the stuff they were saying to trump people were threatening to kill him on, on live tv and nothing would happen
0: and and just remember, um, you know, it's not it's not just Ghislaine Maxwell. Though obviously, imagine if they gave this sort of scrutiny and attention to the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Remember the Waukesha killer? That was like yeah. a month ago. Um, there's no scrutiny applied to that guy. We still don't have an official motive on that, and we don't have corresponding media curiosity. They're so much more curious about nailing this guy in Oregon, this this dad who dared say, "Let's go, Brandon," to the wall. They don't care about in this ca- and in another case, a guy who. Uh, ran over dozens of people and killed what six, seven, eight of them? Mo- uh, many of them grandmas and children.
2: Wow, it was out of the news cycle so quickly. I barely remember. I think eight people were killed and weren't like sixty-five people injured or something. Something
0: like that. It was insane. And there's no little to no curiosity on that. And uh, just when you 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 think when it's it's frustrating to see people who could just shut up and not enter the controversy. Uh, Choose to enter the controversy and make it worse. And after a good long time of shutting up and even enjoying the moment just a little bit, Brandon himself this week entered the controversy, though not because of this call. He did an interview. He wrote an op-ed in Newsweek. And he's all but disavowing the Let's Go Brandon chant now Uh, in an interview with Sports Business Journal. Brandon Brown says. And this, of course, is the NASCAR driver at the center of the of the meme. Obviously, he says um, it's hard for a brand to want to attach to somebody who might be kind of divisive in their consumer base. If I'm going to divide Coca-Cola, why would they want to talk to me? So the short answer is it's been tough to connect with partnerships just because it's kind of viewed as a ticking time bomb. So he's worried about his potential business deals. And then earlier in the week, he wrote an opinion piece in Newsweek titled My Name is Brandon. And he writes in part, I have no interest in leading some political fight. I race cars. I'm not going to endorse anyone. And I'm certainly not going to tell anyone how to vote. Okay. To my fans, to NASCAR and to everyone who has uh, chanted my name, I dedicate myself uh, in this upcoming season to compete hard on the racetrack and to spotlight issues that are important to me and to millions of Americans across the country let's go america not let's go brandon let's go america
2: Ugh, why is everyone so lame this is so
0: lame. you put it all together it sounds like he's uh having some business interests whisper in his ear or maybe he himself has not been able to close on certain deals he would like to that seems like what's in play here i don't think he actually cares that much about the politics at all and even in this op-ed he, he writes like yeah uh things in politics kind of suck right now Or things in our society in general kind of suck right now you can tell he's not a pro biden guy but he's kind of trying to have it both ways it seems i don't want the controversy but i want sort of my um my rise to fame to remain intact even if it was sort of a you could call it an unfortunate uh coincidence or accident but
2: i suppose but why why are people so afraid of controversy it doesn't even matter if if they want to cancel you uh your life will be normal and I don't know. A matter of months, people will just forget about you. Everybody's so afraid of this. Why
0: he did the right thing at the start, which was not getting overtly political and just enjoying a lit a little bit of the meme moment. He was tweeting yeah. things out like, "Hey, this is to all the Brandons out there. Let's go, us. Okay, that's cool." Yeah, and him, him's just tweeting things like that that were. Not explicitly pro-anti-Biden, nothing explicitly political, just enjoying the Brandon wave. That was the correct answer. And then something happened. The money interest got in play and now he has to disavow and uh, he has to be a uniting figure and all this crap. Well, the White House apparently learned their lesson. Um, Because as we mentioned, whatever happened there, and as silly as it was, should have been completely foreseeable. Don't put Joe Biden on unscreened calls. Don't put Joe Biden on a live mic or in front of a camera unless it's 100% scripted.
2: Oh, yeah. That's
0: the reality of it. They
2: didn't even screen these calls. I, I read that there was there was no call screening. They just pulled it from pulled callers from people that had already used this Santa tracker app.
0: Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so they really set themselves up on this. Well,
2: would anybody have even noticed if he hadn't done this? I wouldn't have.
0: I've I've never even heard of this event, to be honest. So but I'm learning this weekend that it's a tradition of sorts. But there's also a tradition where the president uh, speaks with military members on Christmas. And so Joe held a video call with military members the next day, uh, yesterday being Christmas Day, and the press was allowed to watch Joe and Jill give scripted remarks for about five minutes. But then the press was kicked out afterwards. So media was asked to leave before they could see the president actually speaking with military members. This is another annual event. Typically the event goes for about an hour and a half with cameras running while the president speaks with troops. Last year, the press watched Trump speak with troops for about 30 minutes. So they weren't going to repeat that. They weren't going to give any military members the opportunity to repeat the Brandon meme or any other uh, acts of um, mischief. And so,
2: oh I no the, the mischief i guess they've uh,
0: corrected it immediately <laughs> well the, the brandon gaffe um m- may have been only the second weirdest moment of the week because throughout the week prior uh, biden and the white house have been warning uh, uh the unvaccinated specifically that we all face uh, a winter of severe illness and death <laughs> they repeated this line <laughs> multiple times get ready for your Severe illness and death. For
1: unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospitals, they'll soon overwhelm.
0: Okay. uh, Mm. Even though if you pay any attention to the stats, they show nothing of the sort, though, of course, that hasn't really been relevant. This entire two-year fiasco. But if you're curious, uh, number one, deaths remain at less than half the daily average that they were last year at this time. The same is true for hospitalizations. Uh, case numbers are close to last year's. But what that means is lots of people getting Omicron and maybe Delta or whatever's lingering. But uh, a fraction of them actually getting hospitalized or dying. So that means it's much more. It's it's much closer to your typical winter of you know getting the sniffles, getting a cold, and staying home and eating some chicken soup for a couple of days. Um, and number two, if you want to focus on those rising uh, cases, you gotta acknowledge that a huge portion of them are among the vaccinated. This pandemic of the unvaccinated language nonsense. Obviously, that is not true in a country that is majority fully vaccinated. And number three, it is also a fair question to ask if Joe himself was participating. In the winter of severe illness and death himself, uh, we know he had a close contact early in the week and responding to a reporter, Jen Saki, this week gave the odd quote saying he being Joe Biden, he's asymptomatic. I spent several hours with him this right. morning and he's feeling great. Now, they're saying he never tested positive.
2: Then why would they even say he's asymptomatic?
0: That's a bizarre thing to say for someone who has not tested positive. Did Joe test positive and still continue all his events? Because this virus is now so weak that it can't even kill Joe Biden. That's how (laughs) weak it is.
2: (laughs) That would be a shot. The shot in the arm that the American public needs
0: uh, the real shot in the arm that they need. Yeah, I, I know. see what you did there. Yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just knowing that it can't even kill Joe Biden. People would be like, it's over. This is, yeah. all, this is all over. It's done.
0: Well, that lack of a significant threat, the fact that the virus itself is much weaker than its former also weak self, um, it might play some role in the upcoming Supreme Court case to the extent that there's an argument that OSHA has the authority to declare emergencies and make everyone get vaccinated. Okay. We'll see what happens there, but, but it's now confirmed that the Supreme court will be hearing challenges to both of, uh, to both of the vaccine mandates from Joe Biden that made it to, or that were appealed to the Supreme court that we talked about last week. So these are the OSHA vaccine mandate, uh, that covers the, uh, that covers private businesses uh, of 100 employees or more. And this is also the CMS mandate for uh, workers at healthcare facilities that participate in Medicare and Medicaid. January 7th is now the day that the court will hear challenges to both of these. And as the New York Times, um, New York Times reports here, the Supreme Court has previously upheld the uh, constitutionality of state vaccine mandates, but has never held a federal vaccine mandate to be constitutional plus neither mandate here has any sort of explicit congressional authorization they're just simply executive decrees as we've talked about for weeks now i mentioned the uh, the threat of the virus on a statistical level and supposed um, emergency authorization the government is going to argue that there's a 1970s law in the in the context of the OSHA case there's a 1970s law that says OSHA has the authority to issue emergency rules on workplace safety. That's never been ruled to include vaccines. So they'll have to stretch an existing law to get to there, number one. And then number two, they'll have to demonstrate that this is actually an emergency. Right. Which is well outside the Supreme court's bounds, but this is the argument they're going to try to go, go with, but it, it's going to be hard to make that demonstration when the virus is incredibly weak and the vaccine is obviously not careful with Susan. Uh, it is obviously not the it is obviously not perfect mitigation to the virus let's put it that way it, it has Do some you le- mean
2: totally ineffective
0: it has some some leaks apparently to the extent mm. that again susan per the c per uh, the cdc transmission is happening among vaccinated individuals so the government's really going to run into a lot of issues with these arguments now for now osha has said um the, Jan- the January 10th is the date uh, to start enforcement on private businesses. This hearing is going to happen on the 7th. So maybe that doesn't actually ever get started. And as of December 3rd, CMS suspended planned uh, enforcement of their vaccine mandate pending this outcome. So I don't think in those two mandates, anybody's going to see any enforcement before the Supreme Court actually hears it. We shall see. Um, but I don't want to get too lost in the specifics of this. Because this is such a major test for the Supreme Court itself. The vaccine mandate is on trial here. The Supreme Court itself is also on trial, at least in my view. Uh, No case before the Supreme Court should ever be about politics. Of course, we know that they are, but it should be about the law. And if these mandates aren't struck down, it's clear the court is operating only by political considerations, because there is no constitutional or statutory basis for particularly that OSHA mandate on private businesses. The CMS order is a little bit different because you get into that government as contractor area. But to to say that the federal government has authority in in the realm of mandating vaccines is insane on private businesses. Um, the, if the Supreme Court uh, if the Supreme Court fails on that one, I, I don't know what faith we can have left. In them as an institution number one as a constitutional matter this is an issue clearly reserved for the states period there's no constitutional basis for the federal government's involvement here per the 10th amendment that's that's argument number one uh, number two even if the federal government had the statutory authority here they're going to say they do by osha emergency rules or whatever but it's up to congress to write a law and congress has never written a law that specifically authorizes this it doesn't exist You can't do this by executive decree, even if the federal government had the explicit constitutional authority to do this, which they don't. And number three, as we mentioned, even if you want to say that OSHA has the emergency authority under 1970s law, it's going to be very difficult to argue that this is any sort of emergency or that the solution they're proposing to to the emergency is actually a solution. So I I do have faith in the court to get at least the OSHA mandate case right. The CMS one is much more dicey because that's about what the government can do when they're uh, contracting with people. And that's a whole separate issue. But but if, if this goes the wrong way, my faith in the court is going to be pretty shattered. Um, and I, perhaps matter. I'll it, eat it's crawl. all
2: too late. There, there it doesn't even if even if it's not, even if they if they are able to uphold this, um Everybody has already been forced into into being vaccinated. Through you have that too. of yeah. of economic destruction. It's like they, those people have no recourse. Everybody that's already taken the vaccine because they were going to lose their job eminently has no recourse. So thanks, government, uh, for bailing us out of this situation, yeah.
0: which is really frustrating because if the Supreme Court. Let's say the Supreme Court strikes down the OSHA mandate as unconstitutional and or uh, without any sort of statutory basis. That's another way of saying what it was illegal Yes, Which means you were illegally coerced into getting it was the vaccine, always
2: unconstitutional. So then what yeah. are those people going to be able to do? They're not going to be able to recoup their losses.
0: No, no, you're I, I think if you even tried to challenge that in court, they would say, well, that's actually just a matter of you and your boss, because it's your boss who made you do it, even though your boss was being coerced by the federal government the federal at that time.
2: Government. I know.
0: And I of know. course, the other uh, bit of, a you know, I want to be optimistic here because I think the Supreme Court's going to get it right. But you also have to notice or you also have to note um, the 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 things that aren't going to be affected by this. And you wonder how much, even if they do strike it down, how much will change? Of course, if the Supreme Court strikes down that OSHA mandate, doesn't mean that your state or your city can't do the exact same crap as a constitutional matter. I think that's better, but it might, has no effect if you live in Boston or you live in Chicago. It's the same thing for you other than you can leave, which is the best option yeah. in a lot of these places at this point. But. In blue states and in a lot of our urban centers, they're doing the exact same sort of thing. Um, both Boston's Mayor Michelle Wu and Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot looked at Bill de Blasio in New York City, who announced a uh, vaccine mandate for for workers there. And they saw the massive spike in cases in New York City, record levels, in fact. And they thought, hey, great job. Way to piss everybody off and actually achieve nothing positive in return. How do we do it? Show us how. And yeah, so similar mandates are coming to both cities now. In Boston, Mayor Michelle Wu has been bombarded with racist messages after she announced a vaccine mandate this week that will take effect in January. Wu's mandate is a mirror of de Blasio's requiring workers and customers at restaurants, gyms and many other indoor businesses to show proof of vaccination. Wu also announced a mandate for city employees. The plan is called Be Together. Uh, Ironic, both in that it segregates society and that it is a total erosion of american freedom in the birthplace of american rebellion for freedom uh, the harbor must rise again it's that simple the harbor must rise again and if it does i hope that she gets a uh, a, a a lovely big bird costume for her efforts <laughs> and uh, oh but God. for now it it's only racism that's michelle Wu's punishment it's not uh, revolutionary treatment it's just the racism she told Does anybody Boston,
2: people think of Asian people as though they're white, except it, for black people.
0: It just depends. You know, when you can blame a white supremacist for supposedly shooting up a, a who they claim is a white supremacist, really, they mean white guy for yeah. shooting up a uh, a Korean spa in Georgia. We can say that's anti Asian hate that must be stopped, as we'll get to right. later in the show, when there are organized gangs of color attacking <laughs> Asian women specifically and saying, I hate Asian. I hate Asians, bitch, while taking their purses. That's yeah. not Right. But Michelle Wu, her phone lines, her her voicemail inbox is full with constant calls associating her with the same hateful, racist, xenophobic language that the former president used in describing the virus and its origins and who was to blame. This is a quote from Michelle Wu. Uh, So they're going with the butt Trump defense. Good luck with that in twenty twenty two. And in Chicago, Mary Loy, uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot announced uh, that starting January 3rd, same thing, anyone age five or older will have be required to show proof of full vaccination to dine inside or visit gyms or entertainment venues. We joked, hey, Timmy, show us, you got to show your papers for your birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. That's literally what's going to yeah. be the case in Chicago.
2: Five years old.
0: So in making the announcement, Lori Lightfoot gave a very specific scientific explanation for the rules. If you go to a coffee shop and you get coffee to go, that's fine. But if you sit down and drink the coffee, that's when you must show your papers. Also exempt are any individuals entering an establishment for less than 10 minutes for the purpose of merely ordering food or drink. So
3: if you're going in that coffee shop to pick up and go, you don't need to show proof. But if you're going to linger, you're going to eat that muffin. You're going to sit down with your laptop.
2: You got to show proof of vaccination. Oh, my God. Also, how does that make any sense? Well, you have a 10 minute window where the virus is not being exchanged between people.
0: I wrote a joke in advance for this. In fairness, Lightfoot is an expert in muff eating.
2: Are you proud of yourself?
0: (laughs) That, it makes total sense if you defer to her expertise in this area.
2: <laughs> Fine. So,
0: but yeah, I mean, I, obvi- I refuse to believe even the most hardened, indoctrinated Democrats listen to something like that and say, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense that if you hang out for 10 minutes while they make your coffee, you're not a threat. But if you sit down and drink the coffee for five more minutes, then you become a threat.
2: Oh, my God. Can you believe we're, st- we're about to enter 2022 and we're still having this conversation? We've it been having this little... conversation for almost two know. years every Sunday for almost two years and they're still doing exactly the same thing that they were doing two years getting ago. worse
0: speaking of um necessary big bird costumes did this tweet Lori Lightfoot to put it simply if you have been living vaccine free your time is, up. time is up if you wish to live life with the ease to do things you love you must be vaxxed the health order may pose an inconvenience to the unvaccinated. And in fact, it is inconvenient by design. Well, what does that tell me? It just tells me what's this about. It's about inconveniencing my enemies. OK, we talk about living in the upside down. Recall last week, V for Vandetta. People should not fear their governments. Governments should fear their people. This is the upside down. She goes on Twitter and threatens you and fears, neither fears nor experiences any consequences.
2: Yeah. She
0: laughs in your face while she tells you, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And I'm going to control your life. And if you don't like that tough, I'll make it inconvenient for
2: you. Yep. And the authoritarian rule is a hideous lesbian minority. It truly (laughs) is the upside down.
0: We are living there. So
2: if only we could take um, a page from V for Vendetta's world and start oppressing these people appropriately.
0: I am not advocating anything. I am just acknowledging and understanding that this sort of upside down gets corrected historically. You want of to keep pushing it does, this? Yeah. Keep at it. Keep at it. See what happens.
2: It sure is taking a long time, though.
0: Well, uh, I, I I wouldn't count on, uh, on this sort of thing working out long term.
2: Really? Because and people's that- will to oppose things like this, I think, is is uh, much less robust than I had anticipated. I thought that people were going to die on this vaccine hill, and now everybody's like, well, I want my kid to be able to live a normal life, so maybe I should get my five-year-old vaccinated. People are huge pussies.
0: It has been discouraging over the last year in that regard, for sure. But it's also frustrating to hear these people telling you, sometimes implicitly, sometimes explicitly, yeah, all the stuff we've been telling you for the last two years, total crap. And that's implicitly what lori lightfoot is saying here explicitly leanna wen on cnn gets up there and says hey uh don't bother wearing cloth masks cuz those don't do anything those are facial decorations
2: I would say that if you choose to go, make sure that you're vaccinated and boosted. Make sure that you're wearing a um, a mask, even though it's outdoors. If there are lots of people packed around you wearing a three-ply surgical mask. Don't wear a cloth mask. Cloth masks are little more than facial decorations. There's no place for them in light of Omicron. And so wear a high-quality mask, at least a three-ply surgical mask.
0: Oh, but that's just Omicron. They don't work for Omicron anymore, but they definitely worked for Delta and the original. So even though they're kind of telling you we've been telling you a bunch of bullshit for the last 2 years you should certainly listen to them now cuz they're right this time imagine living in that world but uh
2: i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> when is this going to be over it's never going to be over no. that's what we need to realize people still have normalcy bias if i do this if i take this one more step if i wear this mask yeah. if i get this fourth vaccine Things will go back to normal. Can't can't everyone see the the normal that we knew, the life that we grew up in, the world that we've known our entire lives gone. We're never going to see it again. It's never coming back
0: until we start saying no and saying, listen, you want to force me to do this stuff? You're going to have to physically force me. So have at it. Come and do it.
2: But what happens when we do that?
0: Uh, Well, we hopefully we call their bluff and they uh, they stop. And if they don't, then we have to be prepared to handle that eventuality, too. But Mm. yeah, no has to be the word of twenty twenty two. It should have been the word of 2020 definitely should have been the word of 2021, but it's too far
2: gone for no, because they've, they've taken control of so many institutions and so many of the people. So it's like, there's really no going back now, is there?
0: Well, I have one more person who has been telling you a bunch of nonsense and then experiencing uh, really the opposite of what he insisted just a few weeks ago, but is still trying to claim the moral high ground for whatever reason. Anyway, Jim Cramer over on um, CNBC, He had said just a few weeks ago, we got to have a military enforced vaccine mandate for everybody in the country. Now he has Corona despite being triple vaccinated. But it's fine because it wasn't even bad for him. So don't worry.
3: Thankfully, everybody I know who's got it is not is not sick because they were triple vaxxed. But uh, but it's everywhere. It feels like. Yes, you do.
1: I have COVID. I came down with COVID on uh, Thursday night. I tested in the morning. I didn't have COVID. Tested in the evening. I had COVID. Woke up Friday. Felt pretty good. Woke up Saturday. Worked out hard. Woke up yesterday. Man, my hardest workout in ages. And I got up at four o'clock as usual today. I was at an event where you had to have PCR. Uh, you had to be tested that day. I got it that night from someone who was tested that day. And the problem is, is that it just works so fast. You, uh, you can't stop it.
0: He contact traced it, he said.
2: What was he holding? He looks insane.
0: I think those are his tests i think some sort of corona documentation i actually don't know what those are his test results i had assumed
2: this is madness you feel fine who cares if you have it
0: and uh (laughs) so just just to recap um he gets rona despite being fully vaxxed at an event with people who have to prove they are fully vaxxed and test negative And it was a total non-factor for him because he's a person with a reasonably functioning pulse. He just walked it off. In fact, he said he worked out harder than he has in years despite having corona. Mm -hmm. And yet somehow this is such a threat that everybody else has to have the army's guns pointed at them and they're supposed to be uh, stabbed at Jim Cramer's command. And your questions about that make you the bad guy even though he's the good guy now carrying corona who got it from another good guy carrying corona who did all the right things and people commented on this on twitter this tweet on twitter was labeled misinformation and it was suppressed uh quote uh, michael p sanger cnbc's jim kramer a vocal proponent of covid passes who recently called for a military-enforced national vaccine mandate has tested positive for covid despite being triple jabbed every statement there is factual verifiably factual well, that's misleading, says Twitter. Follow this link to hear why uh, health officials consider the vaccine safe for most people. There's no commentary on the safety of the vaccine in this tweet. It's Just saying he's advocated that we all be forcibly stabbed to protect him. He got vaccinated to protect him. It, at least in terms of contracting, the virus did not protect him. He has it and he got it from someone who also went through the steps to mitigate the transmission.
2: Oh, my dad just said in that same interview, he said that the booster made him really sick.
0: Did he? I didn't hear that part. Jim Cramer.
2: Come on.
0: Ugh. Well,
2: why bother? Why bother with any of this? This is such a charade. Hmm.
0: The uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we get to the interview there, you could interpret this um, as encouragement or discouragement, but <laughs> all of this nonsense is clearly having a massive effect on on people's moving habits and where they choose to live so as the year closes the census has released data on which states are gaining and which states are losing residents and the red and blue lines could not be clearer uh in the the number one state uh for residents lost at least by raw number is unsurprisingly, California, nearly three hundred and seventy thousand people left California in twenty twenty one. It's one percent of California's population. New York is close behind three hundred and fifty two thousand leaving New York. Illinois is third. One hundred and twenty two thousand left Illinois. Now, listen to the rest of the top ten states losing uh, residents. Excuse me. Massachusetts, Louisiana, New Jersey, D.C., Maryland, Minnesota, Hawaii. Mm
1: hmm.
0: All but one are blue states. Now listen to the top 10 states gaining residents, Florida, Texas, Arizona. Yeah, you scanned it already. North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Idaho, Utah and Nevada. My Montana is not far behind all red states except for Nevada and debatably Arizona. But neither of those are deep blue either. We don't have polling, of course, to assess why at least according to responses why people are doing this move one could infer that corona tyranny has a lot to do with it now enthuse, uh, uh, encourage if you want to look at this from a glass half full perspective okay that's a lot of people finally giving up and leaving these states for good and perhaps fortifying a better life in a new place discouragingly but what do
2: they believe right what do they believe
0: right I, I don't know about you but the people coming into my county gallatin county montana one of the fastest growing in the country They believe they're going to try all the wrong things once again. I mean, they are drastically reshaping the political landscape in this County and they're still going to vote for the same jackasses who ruined the place that they came from. So I know that I'm preaching to the choir in this audience, but if you move from a Corona hell to greener pastures, remember why that you're, why you're doing that um, and and what you're pursuing and, and vote accordingly. But if you already leave in these greener pastures, Um, Maybe give some people the uh, the blonde glare when they arrive so that they know and they remember not to ruin their new home. Just something to think about.
2: You're not going to be able to convince people because they they don't have the self-awareness about the reasons that they're leaving. They're like, well, it's it's too expensive or it's inhospitable to me. But it's like, are you going to admit that uh, it's because everybody hates white people? and um, we have an illegal immigrant problem and that's why you're leaving and because you voted all these retards in that are that have crazy taxation rates and they're using your money on nothing or um are you just are you just coming here because like the schools are good or some other (sighs) euphemistic talk about about why you're leaving they they have no self-awareness but then again i am also a political refugee from california technically
0: yeah Uh, it can be a good thing as long as these people understand why they're leaving. I hope that is the case, though. I, I recognize it is not the case in my specific county, maybe elsewhere, but not here. So I'll keep a keep an eye on these people as they as they flood uh, my area.
2: I can't move again. I don't want to. I know it's 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 exhausting to. to keep
0: fleeing. You can't keep fleeing. You got to stand your ground at some point. But... Um, we are due for a break. Maybe we should get some chats in before we talk to uh, Jorge Ventura. Speaking of California getting ruined, he'll tell us all about uh, the drug cartels in Southern California momentarily. Yeah. But let's catch some chat first. Oh, sure. Uh, let me try to open the treasure chest on DLive. It, did they get rid of it? I don't even. Okay, to our DLive people, there isn't even a treasure chest on my screen anymore. Maybe maybe DLive deleted it. I don't understand what they have going on over there, but I'll try to check up with that later. I'm sorry, um to our d live people if i've missed that but uh over on d live uh fetor mephitis we'll go with that says this better be good my girlfriend was going to give me a mani petty with a belt sander but here i am wasn't that the dumb and dumber bit didn't they do that in that movie
2: yeah
0: all right thank you man appreciate it and i hope the mani petty works out
2: um 420 hope you and your family in the chat had a very merry christmas and have a happy new year's i would never have thought matt was on tinder how about being jack's girlfriend's boyfriend
0: which jack are we talking twitter jack I and to be so. fair i mean i was on i i used tinder in like 2014 and then i tried it once more in 20 like late 2017 When you were trying to help me with online dating. Oh, yeah. But that is an app that has long since been closed and deleted on my phone. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, for people who are searching, it's kind of like an all of the above approach. But
2: I guess so. My my best friends with a rock solid marriage and they're super Christian met on Tinder.
0: Yeah, it's possible. You just got to be upfront about what you're looking for. Mm
2: hmm. Holden Mulray, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people Mm. to worship him. Happy 2020, y'all. Thank you, Holden.
3: Uh, Happy New Year.
2: appreciate it. Best Christmas present ever. Our baby Benjamin Stanton arrived two weeks early on Christmas Day. Six pounds, 11 ounces, 20 inches. Oh, 519 p.m. Mary... Christmas guys. My baby was six pounds, 11 ounces and 20 inches. Mm. That's crazy.
0: Congratulations. That's great to hear. What a, oh uh, what a wonderful Christmas gift and happy new year to your family.
2: Oh, that's so sweet. Uh grim turd. Epsy didn't kill himself. Remember David Dorn, John Schaefer did nothing wrong and let's go. Brandon will never go away. Merry Christmas and happy new year. Happy new year.
0: Just when I thought the let's go Brandon meme was basically dead. And I say that as someone who wanted to run it into the ground and enjoy it. It, i can't believe the life that they breathe into this (laughs) they can't help themselves it's now back
2: i know um quantum football michael schleck's baby was wearing the wrong kind of hat in last week's baby picture if you know what i mean
0: Uh, i don't remember the picture
2: i think the baby was wearing like a little a little nursery hat oh that's
0: right in a weird coincidence um, they put the same stocking cap on my son at our hospital. I'm sure that's it's just not a the, weird
2: coincidence because they did it with my baby and the same blanket. They all I, have I, the I, standard. Yeah, standard it must blankets. be like a,
0: an industry standard thing. Because when he sent with that the with the little me, footprints
2: thought, on it, the blanket I don't know if
0: I don't I just remember the pink and blue striped hat.
2: Yeah.
0: And when so when I saw the photo, I thought like the X Files music played in my head. I thought what is going on here? How could they possibly have the same <laughs> stocking no, it's cap? standard?
2: Yeah. Everywhere in the country, I think they have the same same supplier yeah. for the NICU. Um, Rocky Mountain Monk, Sarah Weddington, the attorney who won the Roe v. Wade abortion case before the Supreme Court died today. Since that decision, there have been over 63 million abortions in the United States. Is that true? Staggering
0: 63? numbers. It's incredible to think about. And of course, that's <sighs> another um, major test for the court. The arguments have already been heard that we should expect a decision on that sometime. I guess it could be as early as March, but more realistically, June on the Roe v. Wade a Planned Parenthood versus Casey challenge. So Jim. big, big things coming in the new year for the Supreme Court.
2: Miris Micmac, uh, Western Asians from a geographical location in the East Mediterranean, south of old Byzantium, a little north of ancient Egypt, and about 745 miles west of Mesopotamia are at it again with some shenanigans <laughs> tonight as well. That was somehow more specific than last week.
0: I, I'm I'm a little unclear. Can you give me longitude and latitude <laughs> coordinates? <laughs>
2: That's God. a longie, buck. It's almost January in time for the third annual impeachment of Trump. First, it was for a perfect phone call. Then for I love you. You're very special. Any guesses on what it'll be for this year?
0: Uh, somehow, it'll be somehow encouraging that guy from Oregon to do the let's go, Brandon. call.
2: <laughs> yeah, he did it.
0: inciting inside. That'll be inciting the insurrection because it basically mm-hmm. is insurrection and Trump yep. incited it. Yeah, you know it. it'll happen.
2: Come on, this is not letting me scroll. Should we do the interview?
0: Yeah, I can grab I a couple humor? off uh Tippy. Why don't you save where you are at the moment and I will grab a couple off of uh Tippy Stream and then we'll hop into the interview. Let's see what we got here. Um, I gotta find my place. Hang on, guys. Let's see.
2: Oh, okay. It's letting me move. Mint 20 says, Pray for me, guys. I love her to death. But my mom is extremely blue pilled on the Omicron and on Omicron, and it's terrifying. Um and is terrified. I apologize. She's hmm. convinced it's worse than Delta. She watches CNN all the time. Unfortunately, I, she, I don't know she'd how be taking anyone solace in the fact that she's not dead yet. I mean, she's old, presumably.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know how anyone could look at the information that's available and conclude worse than Delta. There's no, there's no basis for that. So ho- here's hoping reality uh, somehow gets through to her. But you know, God speed. She's your mom, so be patient and uh, God speed. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, just a couple off tippy stream we'll call, we'll call it good sure. yeah evil baby Emmeline. i don't know if this is the real one uh, i can't wait to meet calvin i can lock all the cousins uh in the dog crate and can throw it down the stairs it'll be so funny but to me uh, a favor uh, do me a favor rather matt and tell him not to challenge me to a round of my dad can beat up your dad because he'll lose. (laughs) I'm not going to beat up anyone's dad on principle, regardless. (laughs) That's what I take issue with there. It's not a a matter of physical capability. It's the principles at stake.
2: Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. My mom got my baby the worst present. She got her this little toy um, that has like every kind of lock on it so that she can practice locking and unlocking things.
0: Oh, so it's mischief facilitator.
2: Why would she do this? I, <laughs> I opened it up for Emmeline because Emmeline was not understanding the concept of opening presents. And I was like, yeah. why? Why would you do this to me? It's every lock I have in my house is represented yeah. in this toy.
0: <sighs> well, uh, keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, Phil says having a Kardashian um, uh, Kardashian called anti-Semitic for posting Matt 6-2 was unexpected. I didn't see that if that happened. <laughs> we seem to be close to having um the new testament declared anti-semitic in its own right the old testament can stay though it has all the stories of uh all the stories that phil loves there's there's favorites apparently thank you phil (laughs) matt from tinder that's me says jack murphy snowballed Wait, wait wait jack murphy snowballs Merry Christmas," he says. "This is this is this is some sort is of obscene a tap? reference that I don't actually fully get. I'm not trapping myself <laughs> in this one.
2: Not thank this you. time.
0: Thank you, thank you, me from Tinder, but you had you didn't get me this time. Bewildered conservatard, great name. Recently returned to Catholicism after a long foray into edgy atheism. Even if it doesn't answer all of my philosophical questions, the church has been." uh the most correct source of morality for my family for a millennium why stop now well uh, all the best on your uh, your journey there and um yeah it's hard for me to argue too i know who i want as neighbors and yeah. um that says a lot doesn't it yep Zach log the great says I have a small YouTube channel of my own, which includes discussions with friends and sometimes special guests would either of you be interested in joining us sometime. If you say yes, I'll contact you through the website. Well, you you should do that by default. You certainly don't have to, um, super chat to do that, but yeah, um, in general, I'm pretty open to making appearances. My schedule is a little tougher these days, but send me an email, uh, and we can possibly arrange and thanks for, uh, tuning in and supporting issue and good luck with the show issue says, uh, This will be the last one for now. Two things to say tonight. Merry Christmas, uh, everyone. And let's go, Brandon, of course.
1: Let's go, Brandon. I agree.
0: We will come back to your chats later on in the show. Um, Speaking of California's absolute ruin and um, descent into unlivability... It's a great time to get to that interview with Jorge Ventura of the Daily Caller. He joined us this week to talk about his new documentary about drug cartels taking over Southern California. The interview is about 18 minutes and we will see you on the other side of it. Welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the evening. That's Daily Caller reporter Jorge Ventura. He's one of those guys grabbing all the viral video clips from Kenosha and Portland and D.C. and anywhere you've seen the rioting over the last couple of years. He also has a new documentary out recently called Cartelville all about how drug cartels are taking over Southern California communities. You can watch it now at carteldoc.com. Jorge, thanks for doing all the hard work, and uh, thanks for making time for us as well.
3: No, of course. I appreciate you, Matt. And also, Matt, um, us here, like myself and the other reporters of the Riot Squad, uh, we are grateful that you defended us during that hit piece of the, <laughs> of the Intercept. So well, that was cool, man.
0: I appreciate that. And I did hear from a few of you and, and thanks for that. Um, If people aren't aware, yeah, the intercept went after you guys for being (laughs) smearing black lives matter with your Kenosha coverage and, and other um, events that you guys have covered. And I feel like I have to do that on principle, but also (laughs) I just found it so ironic that someone in the supposed journalism field is going to go after you guys doing the hard work of putting yourselves in danger to get the clips that we otherwise wouldn't see. So uh, thank you guys for like, like I said, doing that hard work that I think I can speak for blonde. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to these. <laughs> not riot anymore. Zones. Yeah. Yeah, not for us. Um, but, uh, but give us the general summary mm-hmm. of the documentary, what it's all about, what drew you to make it and what you learned along the way.
3: So essentially what happened, uh, you know, Matt and Rebecca, like this past, as soon as this new year actually started, we've been covering the the border crisis, um, you know on the front line so I did a lot of coverage in South Texas doing some now in Yuma, Arizona but while while being in South Texas I actually met a Republican congressman Mike Garcia who represents district 25 uh, back here in California and district 25 just for folks who don't know it's it's north of, of Los Angeles so it's more like rural communities more desert communities folks who want to get away from the city and what intrigued me about Mike Garcia was the fact that he was the only representative from California that that was at the border so you know I just you know was so curious i said hey congressman you know what, what what brought you out here and he says you know basically what's happening here at the southern border is affecting my district uh, back in california which is 300 miles away from the border and i asked him to elaborate and he says they um these mexican cartels essentially are moving into the desert and they're having an illegal marijuana operation a uh, crisis so w- w- what's essentially happening is that these cartels are moving into the desert they're setting up on on land that's not there so we call the squatting or they're just buying properties and then turning them into illegal marijuana operations. Now the huge issue here is, since they are illegal marijuana, that means all the water that's being used is being stolen from us American citizens uh, here in the desert community. So a couple ways they do this: they'll, you know, siphon the water um, through the fire hydrants out here in the deserts. So they'll actually tap into the neighbors' water lines, or they'll actually even tap into our California aqueduct. So a quick little stat is, every single day that these um, illegal marijuana operations are operating, between three million to 9.5 million water gallons are being stolen from us just in Southern California. We're not even talking about Northern California. So we have the water theft issue. Uh, These cartels are also smuggling in migrants and forcing these migrants to work these operations. So what we're seeing in real time is labor trafficking or what I call basically slavery on American soil. But also the homicide rate has gone in the desert because these these cartels are now shooting each other out here. They're, They're battling for territory. And basically you have middle class uh, Americans stuck in the middle of these kind of drug wars in the desert. They even shoot at the at the San Bernardino County Sheriff's and L.A. County Sheriff's. You'll see that in documentary when we interview Shannon Dykus. Um So there's a mo- there's just so many elements to this story, um, criminal elements, and I think you know, especially here in California, when you say the word illegal marijuana, you know, people always shrug their shoulders because they ha- yeah. kind of have this assumption that it's just Cheech and Chong out there. It's probably just two hippie dudes smoking pot, listening to Bob Marley, and that's not the case. There's a huge criminal element to it. Um, So when Mike Garcia told me about this problem, I feel like, you know, we had to investigate this. Um, It's one of, I think, one of the more underreported issues here uh, in the state of California. But I think also a lesson for Americans that this is the consequences when you have a weak border. You know, these issues don't just affect the border towns. They they eventually make their way out here. So um, that's essentially what it is. So it's not even just the Mexican cartels. We're having the Armenian criminal organization involved and also the Chinese mafia involved. So we have these three (laughs) factions each other out here uh, in the California desert.
0: So California is open for business. It's just illegal business. You got to get into right. the crime syndicate, yeah. and yeah. it's uh, very fruitful in that way. And I'm glad you hit the on truly that. Truly
2: diverse crime syndicate it, too. They got yeah. their diversity right.
0: Exactly. I'm glad you hit on that because that uh, on the on the marijuana point and the the all the tangential crimes because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I took away as, as a viewer was it is um, tempting or, or you might think just as somebody who's less familiar with the area and with the problem as I am think, Oh, it's, you know, it's a weed issue. They're growing weed. You have your opinions about that, man. All of the, all of the pieces that connect this from the human trafficking to the slave labor, to all the other criminal activity. Um, it, it is absolutely ravaging these Southern California communities. And you mentioned, um, so this is in the, the Antelope Valley of California where you live this is not some. Uh, this is not like right on the border of Mexico. This is uh, what maybe a hundred miles away. How far is it from the actual Mexico border?
3: So, so our community here in Adelaide Valley, we're actually three hundred miles away from oh, the southern border. And, and, wow! And just to kind of give it, um, you know the audience a quick stat here, so LA County, the sheriffs back in twenty nineteen, they only identified about one hundred and fifty illegal operations out here. Now you fast forward it to this year this county alone is already at over 500. So they're essentially when I speak to LA County sheriffs, they feel like they're playing a game of whack-a-mole because even if they raid, you know, a couple a week or whatever, you know, 10 pop up the very next day, the county next door, which we also spend time in, which is San Bernardino County, the largest county in the United States, they have over a thousand illegal girls. They went from only 200 in 2019 to now over a thousand. So the, the situation is rampant. Like I said, the water theft you know, to me, whether you're, you know, whether you're a Democrat or, uh, voter or a Republican voter. And if you live in the state of California, I think the water theft should be the top concern, especially because our state is going into drought. I mean, where I live here in the Adel Valley, we're not even getting water from California. We're getting our water from Colorado uh, at this point. So it's a yeah. it's an alarming uh, problem. And there's just been a lack of coverage. So we felt like, hey, you want let's compile all this video evidence and let's put it together. And let's hopefully we start to educate um, people here in California, but also folks in other states like a Montana, like an Idaho that says, hey, this is what happens when you have a weak border. These situations come and they eventually will affect. It, other it does actually
0: get all the way up here because I-90 that runs mm-hmm. through both of our cities is is the major thoroughfare between Seattle, Minneapolis, and just a major east-west route in the northern part of the United States. And I know there are all kinds of, of drug bus and um, Ill- illegal immigration, human trafficking, that kind of stuff going along the interstate there. So it, it sounds crazy, but it's actually, it does touch communities this far north. and. Um, you mention uh, all the illegal things that are going on with these operations. One of the things that struck me in the documentary too is just how legal a lot of it is. And um, technically, these are illegal marijuana grows, as you mentioned, but, but growth, uh, the cultivation and consumption of marijuana is legal in California. But if you do it illegally, um, you have to be licensed and there are all sorts of regulations on legal grows, obviously. But if you do it illegally, it's a slap on the wrist. So it's almost like these uh, illegal gross have a competitive advantage. You interview people who do it above board and, and they're at a disadvantage supposedly because this is a, this is a progressive state that, that decriminalizes uh, marijuana, but it actually gives the criminals an advantage. Can you talk about that a little bit?
3: Yeah, so essentially what happened here in our state is back in 2016, we, we passed Prop 64. So Prop 64 legalized cannabis statewide, but it also did another thing. Um, in our state, if you were cultivating illegally, it used to be a felony, Now it's just the misdemeanor. So one thing that's because that law enforcement is particularly frustrated with, especially in uh, the LA County is, let's say they raid an illegal girl. Let's say Matt, let's say Matt, let's say you and me had an illegal girl operation out here in the desert, 50,000 plants, and we get raided by the sheriffs. If they can't find evidence of water theft and human trafficking or weapons on us, we just get hit with a $500 misdemeanor. So me and Matt will look at each other and say, well, our girl is raking in like a million dollars. If we just get hit with a $500 misdemeanor." Let's just let's just do it again tomorrow. So essentially, all the policies are involving the bad guys. So that's one thing that law enforcement is particularly frustrated with. And just to let everyone know, here in California, 80% of the marijuana coming out of our state is black market. So even if you're the legislator, you're a politician. I mean, you're not even seeing the tax revenue. So. We're losing at all angles, especially the, the legal girls who have to go through all the red tape, their tax, their water. They have to have a water limit as well, what they could use every month here in our state. Um, so they are disadvantaged. And so far, the criminals um, here are, are emboldened. So when I speak with L.A. County and they raid these girls, they need a they want to find the weapons. Cause like that, they could attach a felony charge, especially because the majority when I speak to the to law enforcement, when they raid these girls, about 95 percent of the time, the people on these girls are undocumented. Of course, like I said, these these people are being forced. Uh, to work there. This is what we call labor trafficking. And this is not just men who are being forced. We've seen examples of women and children on these illegal girls. Even LA Times reported last year there was a 26-year-old Guatemalan migrant who actually attempted to escape when these illegal girls here in the Antelope Valley. He was shot and killed, and LA County couldn't find that body. But um, essentially, Mm. all the policies are emboldening uh, for the bad guys. So hopefully, I'm I'm speaking to law enforcement seeing um, you know, they want to see things legislation introduced where we could put, attach felony charges to the water theft issue. So, you know, from a from a reporter perspective, I believe that even if you steal a water, a, a gallon of water here in our state, you should be hit with a felony charge. And hopefully you can go serve some time for that. But here in our county, we also have uh, one of the weakest, if not the weakest of all district attorneys in the United States. Uh, which is George Cascone, very progressive for folks who don't know. He used to be the DA in San Francisco and left San Francisco in shambles. And I guess in the world of the establishment, you could only fell upwards because now he's going to basically yeah. uh, leave yeah. us in shambles and probably get promoted to another county. pretty soon.
0: Well, I hope he stays in California. I don't want anything to do with that <laughs> around here, but who knows everybody from California is moving here. So maybe he'll come uh, in the, in the coming years. Yep. It's um, coming for us. Yeah, It's only a matter of time. Um, I did see on Twitter that you received an award from uh, a California state award or an award from a California state senator for the documentary. You can uh, tell me a little bit more about that. But I'm curious uh, if you have California politicians recognizing the importance of the issue and the work that you're doing. Do you have optimism for this issue getting fixed or do you think it's a lost cause?
3: Um, So, yeah, so we were really grateful to receive a a reward from the Senate District 28th here in California from Melissa Melendez. Her district is is also hit pretty hard by this. Um, We're getting this documentary out to more politicians, especially, you know, Mike Garcia, who's fighting it here. Uh, uh, We also have Jay um, Obernati in San Bernardino County. We we sent it out to some folks in NorCal and we're getting a lot of great feedback. And we're just trying to get this problem, at least on the map and on the radar, one issue that I, I found living here in California was, you know, we just had a, a recent recall election. Now, whether it was Gavin Newsom or the Republican candidates running against Newsom, not a single one brought up this issue. This is this is just an issue that is, is affecting North, um, South uh, SoCal. It's also affecting the communities in northern California. And that's actually where it started. The situation started in North, in North California and kind of trickled its way down here. So we're trying to highlight this issue. We're trying to put some more pressure on our politicians. I have a little bit of optimism because we're getting some feedback. We're educating the California voters here. You know, we're, we're, we wake up to messages every day that said, hey, I had no idea that this was happening. We're getting folks that say, hey, I live in this community and I had no idea um, it was happening. And I think a big thing here is you know, whether you're on the left or the right, I think you could agree that we don't want this this water theft problem, but also the human trafficking and labor trafficking. You know, um, the Democratic Party especially always wants to vouch to say they're the they're the party of the black and brown people. Well, who do you think is being forced to work on these illegal grows? It's, it's black and brown people. So yeah. I think on, on those issues, we could find some type of middle ground. No one here is advocating to make marijuana illegal or that you should be hit with a felony for smoking a joint or anything like that. But I think we could all agree that we don't want this rapid kind of criminal element to continue. And like I said, it's not just the Mexican uh, cartels now. We have the Armenian Crime Organization. We have the Chinese Mafia. And what, what, what makes the Chinese Mafia a little bit different is they smuggle their own Chinese nationals through the southern border uh, to, be for- to be forced to work on these operations. So this is an alarming issue. We're hoping that more Californians wake up. That, like I said, uh, especially here in California, because marijuana is so emboldened in our culture that hey, guys, it's not just pot. Um, it's not just people just smoking joints in the middle of the desert. If it was, this obviously wouldn't be a story. Um, but it's this huge criminal element uh, attached to it. And let's not forget, it's the you know middle class American citizens that are living out there who, who are suffering. They're dealing with the violence. They're dealing with the water theft. You know, everyone that, potentially everyone that we interviewed in our documentary is going to be putting out, putting their home for sale and, yeah. and moving out. So the only one was a war veteran. His yeah. name is John. He, and he actually told us to not to not blur his face out because he's so sick of the problem. He said, you know, I want to speak directly to these guys. So yeah. that's one thing I, I want folks to, to remember is it, it's forcing you know regular people to make decisions that they never thought. They can't raise their families out here um, anymore. And it just seems that the problem continues get to get drastically worse. So we're hoping whether it's the Democrat politicians or the Republican politicians, we're hoping that this documentary puts some pressure, especially on the local level. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully put, people put some pressure on your city council, especially your board of supervisors here in L.A. County. We only have one board of supervisor, which is Catherine Barger, who is going against this issue. And she's fighting against four liberals who are not moving the, the needle on this issue at all. When I'm speaking with voters here, they feel that, you know, Mike Garcia is their only kind of hope against this fight, because if, if the if Chrissy Smith wins, which is his opponent, they feel like they don't have any any battle against against these cartels so we're mm-hmm. hoping that the californians wake up and and especially other folks in other states to see these are the consequences of of a weak border and let me just remind folks what, what's happened with the weak border this is only just a small angle of the legal marijuana crisis i mean we're not even talking about the fentanyl that's making its way into our country at a, at a rapid level so we got to get a handle on, on this issue so we're hoping uh some people put some uh pressure on these politicians soon do you we know are, what percentage oh, sorry, of the antelope
2: valley of the antelope valley has fled
3: So we actually don't have we don't have a percentage, but out there in these kind of rural desert areas, people are living in mass doves. One thing that I was particularly alarmed about and and another issue here is these cartels are actually changing the real estate market because they're buying these homes at whatever price that they're putting for sale They're They they could pay them. So they're even changing the real estate aspect as well. Um, We were in communities where almost the whole like kind of block or neighborhood. Has been completely um, yeah. controlled by cartels. There was a part in a documentary, as you saw, Matt, where we're inter- interviewing the guy John, who didn't want his face blurred, yeah. where he just, in his one home, was surrounded by 14 illegal operations, <laughs> and they even come up to him and, and asked him to sell his home, but he wants to fight this issue. He doesn't want to sell his home at all. So yeah. this is kind of the reality on the ground here that you know these cartels are essentially changing, changing up, you know, American communities yeah. completely.
0: We are um, right up against time, but I have to ask before we let you go, what was the sketchiest thing that happened during the production of this documentary? Because, you know, you're, you're dealing with uh, some potentially scary people. Did you have any scary encounters?
3: Yes, we had two. One of those made it in. Um, we put two little clips in the documentary, but on our second day of filming, we actually got car chased by a, by a cartel member in the desert, which was pretty frightening. Um, and the, on our basically on our almost last day of filming, we actually got stopped by a cartel member Uh, in a Ford F-150 who was, you know, pretty angry that we were out there in a desert. We just had to act completely done. We were like, hey, we're just looking at homes. We're thinking Mm -hmm. about moving out here. Um, So that was pretty sketchy. But, uh, you know, thank God that, that, you know, nothing happened and we were able to put out the product. We actually had to buy like this little spy drone. And that's what we used to kind of get those aerial shots of these drug operations. So it was very sketchy out there. Um, a lot of the neighbors that we interviewed out there thought that we were nuts because we were not armed <laughs> when we were filming this. Um, wow. So, you know, we're, we're, we're thankful that we, that we made it out and that, you know, now we can hopefully educate uh, voters going forward on this issue.
0: Well, that's our guest, Jorge Ventura of The Daily Caller. You can find his reporting over at uh, daily dot com and his uh, award winning documentary Cartelville at cartel dot com. Jorge, is there anywhere else you'd like to direct listeners to find you?
3: Yeah, if, if you guys want to follow us for, you know, breaking news um, in real time, follow me on Twitter. That's it's super easy. Just my last name and the word report. So Ventura Report on Twitter, we're breaking news. We're going to continue um, covering the border crisis. And in this next month or two, actually, guys, we're going to be headed up to North Cal and start our investigation of the illegal marijuana grow operations up in that area as well. So we have a lot of good work um, coming up. So stay tuned.
0: All right. Well, thanks for stopping by and thanks for doing the hard work and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
3: Merry Christmas to you, and thank you guys so much for having me on.
0: again to our guest Jorge Ventura of the Daily Caller links to his work uh, including his new documentary in the description that's carteldoc.com without further ado uh, it's time for hoax hate if you're ready are ready indeed Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, you will be shocked to learn that yet another claim of hijab polling has turned out to be exaggerated at best, false at worst.
2: That's a shame.
0: maybe 2022 will turn out better in that regard in northern virginia at fairfax high school a sophomore muslim student claimed two weeks ago that she was the victim of an islamophobic attack she and uh, purported eyewitness said quote several students made offensive drawings that referenced muslims jews and george floyd drawings never surfaced i would have liked to see these cartoons but i don't think they exist The girl says that when she and her witness confronted these hateful cartoonists, they made, quote, offensive comments and one got very close. Then she says, quote, my backpack bumped into him and then he got mad and he pushed me and he grabbed my hijab. So I punched him in the stomach because he wouldn't let go. And he threw me across the room and I hit my whole left side on the chair and desk. She claims that, quote, she eventually wound up on the floor and had difficulty breathing. So she got Quasi George Floyd herself, she claims. No allegation of kneeling, as far as I can see. Over 350 students protested at the school on Thursday, the 16th, on behalf of this girl. Her name is Ekron uh, or Ekron Muhammad. She told a local reporter uh, all about the stress of the incident.
2: I haven't been able to eat keep food down. The last few days for Ekron Muhammad have been anything but easy because of the stress and how uh, disgusted i am that i had to go through this at my school where i should feel safe the fairfax high school sophomore Mm -hmm. says two of her male classmates were making islamophobic comments when one of them grabbed her hijab and continued to beat her up despite her efforts of self-defense but Mohammed says the justice she's fighting for isn't just for her it's for every hijabi out there every muslim girl Every Muslim
1: person, every Muslim guy—it's a daily thing that we go through, and people are trying to cover it up and make it look like uh, an accident. Mm,
2: I think she's hmm. hiding some some fatness. What do you think? <laughs> well, wait
0: can I get can I get another frame here? Let's see what pulls up. Yeah. Uh, yes, I can. Mm. Uh, too hard to tell. I don't know. <laughs> what, she's what, like. What? What I'm makes unattractive.
2: you say that? I don't know. She just looks a little chunk in the face, a little wide in the frame. I think that that she might be hiding some fatness underneath that. This hijab is the show and... where
0: we critically evaluate the BMIs of high school sophomores. I'm just but... saying
2: she said that she couldn't <laughs> eat. I'm evaluating that claim.
0: Oh, I see. I see the angle that you're taking. Mm. Um, yeah, she looks nourished, I would say. Yeah. I think that's fair.
2: What is anyway. she black? Um, black muslim what is what's happening here i
0: I don't know her specific ethnicity or uh or anything like that but
2: she doesn't look like a conventional black muslim like a somalian or something so i don't hmm. know what's going on here
0: i i didn't i didn't find those facts Hmm. but uh you know as far as her claims that this happens every day well if it happened every day it probably wouldn't be the media magnet that it is and you probably wouldn't have to fake it in the way that you did but that is apparently um what happened because immediately after the incident well back up a little bit um After the incident, both she and the boy who allegedly attacked her were suspended from school. So that fueled the outrage because she was the victim and that boy was the attacker. How could you suspend them both? They were suspended for a day. So they got equal punishment. And then there was an investigation by the school and, in fact, the local police department. And... Come Saturday, last Saturday, it all unraveled. According to local reporting, quote, City of Fairfax Police Department investigation has determined that a physical altercation at Fairfax High School on Tuesday was not a hate crime. The investigation revealed there were no racial comments made by either student, according to police. The female student confirmed her hijab became partially undone during the altercation, exposing her hair. She also told police that the information posted on several social media site uh, information posted on several social media sites stating that racial comments were used during the altercation were false. She was posting all over social media saying they made racist claims about her. She now admits to police. Apparently those are were not true statements. Now, investigation into the physical altercation um, that did happen. There was apparently some sort of physical fight between these two. That's still ongoing. Don't be surprised when more information comes out. It turns out this girl just picked a fight and lost
2: yeah this is a hate crime this is an anti-white hate crime because she tried to frame two white boys that have no sexual interest in her with a hate crime. It could crime. be
0: it could be uh meanwhile i mentioned this earlier we have confirmed anti-asian hate out of the bay area in california where a team of looters has targeted over 100 asian women for theft And thankfully, these white supremacist Trump supporters have now been arrested and will face justice.
1: Men are behind bars and charged with hate crimes after police say they targeted Asian women for robbery and theft.
2: Surveillance video shows how a robbery crew blocked (laughs) cars and stole purses belonging to Asian women sitting inside. It happened over and over. But now authorities say they've arrested six men responsible for nearly 200 incidents across the Bay Area over a one year period. Santa Clara County DA Jeff Rosen says the men have been charged with a variety of crimes as well as hate crime enhancements.
3: They thought Asian women don't use banks and they also made some other ethnic slurs against Asians, which i won't repeat here there is no doubt that these suspects (laughs) believe that they could prey on these victims um, because of their ethnicity because of their gender
0: the maga hats strike again can we get a freeze
2: frame of those suspects
0: uh it might pop up here in a second let me see
2: (laughs) there's one really derpy looking one
0: well there's three of them i have three do you need all six which one's derpy oh,
2: bottom left was the derpiest one
0: uh i could try to find it
2: it's okay we all know yeah. what they look like they were just they got that they, george floyd look you know
0: they apparently all took off their MAGA hats for their their mug shots i suppose I, I assume that's law enforcement um standard <laughs> I, I gotta say at least they are actually filing the hate crime charges obviously i i and we i'm not a fan of Hate crimes as a concept, but to the extent that the laws are on the books, I'm surprised they're actually bringing those enhanced charges. Remember, we had that famous case out of San Francisco where
1: yeah, that's
0: right. a, a, a gang of color attacked an old man mm-hmm. collecting cans and filled him with his
2: own cane,
0: beat him with his own can picker. That's, that's what it was. It was yeah. his can picker. He might have had a cane, too. I don't remember, but it was some sort of, you know, stick item that he was carrying. And as reported at the time, a person recording the video told the victim to go get your cans. And someone said, quote, I hate Asians. And they <laughs> cropped off the quote N word. I hate Asians. N word was the quote in the video. I remember. But headline from 2020, San Francisco DA withdraws charges against defendant in attack caught on viral video because he can just go to some sort of uh, recovery program, some sort of therapy.
1: Oh, God.
0: Apparently, they're getting tougher in the Bay Area. This isn't San Francisco's um, jurisdiction. I think this is uh, San Jose this happened in or somewhere South Bay, but maybe they're getting tougher on these evil anti Asian hate crime guys. And this isn't really a story of um, of a hate crime. Uh, If it is a hate crime, it's sort of unclear against whom. But. It fits the general theme and if it if it actually happened and it apparently did, according to parents, it's worthy of some mention. So according to the Washington Post this week. The
2: reenactment or the Holocaust?
0: (laughs) Well, I was talking about the reenactment to be clear. But according to the Washington Post this week, a Washington DC public school staff member has been accused of making third graders reenact the Holocaust with students pretending to dig mass graves and shoot victims. (laughs) (laughs) one student was cast as Hitler and reportedly told to pretend to commit suicide. The student cast as Hitler is reportedly Jewish. According to the student's parents, the staff member at Watkins Elementary School was put on leave last Friday. The school is not naming this staff member. The teacher, this this teacher who did this, reportedly told students not to tell any about anybody about it, but apparently they did. One parent speaking with the Washington Post says her son was told to pretend to be on a train heading for a concentration camp and to pretend to die in the gas chamber. <laughs> A librarian at the school disputes this report. She says that there was no Holocaust reenactment. It never happened. She tells Fox 5, quote, I think somebody's misquoting what happened in the library that day. But this librarian refused to answer any questions from Fox 5, saying she will wait for the results of the ongoing investigation. We shall see what, in fact, happened there.
2: Mm. So was it, in fact, the reenactment that was all pretend?
0: (laughs) I don't know i i have no i it's hard to gather from the story what the angle is here like is this Mm -hmm. what's the angle of the teacher is this a leftist trying to teach them about uh like uh, the the coming holocaust as they are wont to do or is this uh, it was the accusation that this is I can't actually tell this an,
2: is this is based or not i think not based is, is this an anti-semitic
0: teacher that know. they're kind of claiming it is i don't know it's it's hard to interpret if what they exactly anti-semitic
2: then why would they make him hitler who, because awesome.
0: he's the jewish kid in class so that that's why they did it
2: yeah but hitler's obviously going to be the one that gets all the girls in class <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, Maybe I don't they know. were just
2: made to play soccer and go swimming. And then that was their Holocaust. Reunion. Ah,
0: okay. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> oh, I love get, myself. So much. <laughs> do you, do you want your own rim shot?
2: No, no. Oh, I okay. asked for it. Don't give it to me. All
0: right. Well, I gave Women myself one. So, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be lowering yourself to any standard. I doubt this I happened.
2: Was it one of the students that told or how, how are they getting this information? Even
0: the students telling the parents, but it's mm. multiple parents making this claim. Not one.
2: Sounds like bullshit.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a pretty specific claim that he had to pretend to ride a train and get cast. <laughs> but uh, who knows? I suppose kids have made up crazier stories in their time. <laughs> Anything else to say before we hop into the movie review?
2: Oh, I think I've said enough.
0: Uh, probably. All right. Time for the movie.
1: In a world of movie references flying over his head. one man will finally watch them this is the matt and blonde show movie review
0: this week's movie is die hard the story of a new york city cop who travels to los angeles to see his family for christmas but it all goes wrong in a cautionary tale of what happens when women prioritize careers (laughs) We have, we have no nominator commentary this week because this was a random IMDb top rated selection after the audience vetoed, vetoed the list last week. Before our traditional review and rating, I figured we have to settle the higher debate uh, of this movie and the debate that's seasonally appropriate. Is it, Is it a, a Christmas, Christmas movie? movie? Do you want to go first or second?
2: Definitely. It's definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay.
0: What's
2: what you your think? reasoning? Um, because it, there's a lot of themes of like the spirit of Christmas. It's during Christmas. He comes home for Christmas. Uh, there's a Christmas tree. Yeah. He gets the girl to, to go home on Christmas.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I conferred with, um, long, a long time friend of the show and a uh, known movie connoisseur, Michael Schlecht. And we agreed, and this was my inclination prior, but when I have uh deep movie questions like this, he's a trusted confidant. And we agreed to the following definition of a Christmas movie. Christmas must impact the plot. So it can't just be um, a Christmas tree seen in the background or a passing Christmas reference. Christmas has to have some relevance, central relevance to a piece of the story. Now, in this case, the whole reason for John's travel is Christmas. The standoff at whatever the name of the plaza is. I forget that doesn't happen, at least as it did With John saving the day without Christmas. So I can grant to the naysayers that your traditional Christmas wholesomeness and your traditional Christmas cast of characters like Santa and Rudolph, they're absent. But I think you need an objective definition and it can't simply be X characters must be in the movie or X music must be in the movie because there's always going to be expansion of that. So the objective definition that I'm going with, you can agree or disagree. Christmas must impact the plot. Christmas does impact the plot of Die Hard. Therefore, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I was wondering if we would agree on that. Uh, Yeah, I I, I
2: think totally. totally I I want to
0: give the other side its due. So if you feel like I've misrepresented the other side of the argument, you know, send me an email right in the comments.
2: No, don't. He's not going to read them and your emails will piss him off. Don't do it. Uh,
0: only only if you uh, attack me as a complete moron or some sort of moral <laughs> inferior because I disagree with your diehard Christmas take. I but, know, okay. right? So as far as your uh, other thoughts about the movie and your rating, what do you got?
2: I was, I was writing a review for this and I was like, this feels ridiculous. It seems a little ridiculous writing a review for this because it's such a fan favorite. And it was a really fun and entertaining movie. But can I view this movie through like the lens of a real film. You know, you know what I mean? But I do have this soft spot for something about the the 80s and early 90s gratuitous violence and these punchy one-liners mm. and just being in the holiday spirit. Um this movie really did it for me. Is it a great film? No. Um but it surely was entertaining and I love Alan Rickman and he was perfectly cast as this villain and there was the appropriate amount of Bruce Willis um shirtlessness and sweatiness. And I really enjoyed that. You know, I thought I had seen this film. I had it. I had seen lethal weapon. I had oh. never seen die hard until I watched it on Christmas Eve this year.
0: So what is your rating?
2: Oh, um, you know, like I enjoyed it four out of five, but in, in terms of it being like a great film, I three out of five. Hmm. Yeah.
0: We're about in the same ballpark. And while I'm looking at the picture that's on the screen, did I miss this in the plot? Or at what point did he switch from a white shirt to a green shirt? Or did his shirt get so dirty that it became green?
2: I thought he was shirtless for a lot of it.
0: Well, he wears a white shirt and it gets all bloody. And then it becomes like kind of an olive green shirt. And I'm not clear. I might have missed the the shirt transition. Was it
2: after the explosion? I can't he remember just dirty? the
0: order of events, but I know his shirt morphed over time. The other yeah. thing I forgot to say, um, there was this... As far as whether it's a Christmas movie, there was this great viral tweet a couple weeks ago of a guy who claimed he wrote a script during lockdown and he sent it to various people and it got accepted by Netflix. Never give up on your dreams. And here's the reply from he claims from Netflix. You have to believe him or not. But he says, hey, uh, or is the Netflix replies, dear Mr. Heenan is his name. Uh, thank you for the script. It's one of the best we've ever read. The writing is superb. It's tense, funny and nonstop action. The only problem it's is uh, it's the script to Die Hard. You literally sent us the script to Die Hard and changed the title to Mr. No Shoes and the Shooty Shooty Bang Bang Christmas, which <laughs> is a fantastic title if you ask me, but if we agree that that's a good title, it's also a yeah. Christmas movie for that reason.
2: Yeah, totally. And
0: the reason that's a good title, I think it kind of um, gets at the sort of silly fun that this movie is about. Um, the best things, the things that I appreciated about it, A little bit more of a serious note, uh, the accurate portrayal of the feds. Once the FBI showed up, I knew it was going to be total
2: incompetence. I love that. And then, oh, the gender stuff, which I forgot to mention.
0: Yeah, well, it's the FBI shows up and I was wondering, are the terrorists going to be feds? But then the FBI just takes a helicopter ride and doesn't come back, which is the happiest ending you could ever (laughs) could ever. What a merry Christmas. Um, yeah. but, but it's but seriously, they almost not only almost killed the good guy, which is admittedly kind of John's fault because he was shooting into the air like a madman. Mm-hmm. But they almost killed the good guy and all of the hostages. And they say throughout, well, 25 percent hostage loss I, I can live with that. Then they just blow up and die.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that that was uh, <laughs> that was telling in the modern context of federal law enforcement. Um, the, I loved the the weaselly journalist dude who's trying to get his way into the home. And he's always trying to be ahead on the story, even though he's invading people's privacy. And he really has no moral priority other than advancing his own career. I, I laughed when he threatened to report the, uh, the, the housekeeper, the wife's housekeeper to, um, INS, the precursor to ice. That was, that was pretty funny. Um, you mentioned the gender roles. I did think the accurate, there was accurate portrayal of chick cops and the refusal to listen to John's, um, it wasn't a nine one one call, but it was his communication on the right on the radio or whatever it was. And, uh, and then that re- chick
2: cop that pulled her taser thinking that it, or pulled a gun and accidentally thinking that it was her taser and then killed the, oh, that, that was Kim Potter. I was going
0: to say, is that in this movie or was that? <laughs> it's like, man, those chicks really screwed over John because they didn't send him any help except for the, the dad from Family Matters and he didn't do very much. <laughs>
2: was that the dad from Family Matters?
0: This must be older than his role in Family Matters and he just became that cop. He's one of those guys who just is that character.
2: Was that actually the actor? That it's that? the
0: same guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. You think well, man, they really screwed John over, but on the other side, if you send a whole team of Kim Potters down there, it probably does actually get worse. So who made it who made it worse? You decide. But why
2: did he let his wife go and take the kids to LA to pursue a career and whatever the
0: fuck? Yeah. I, I would have liked a little bit better of an ending, and I'll get to that. So like one thing I knocked the movie for. Um I and I just even though it's silly and I've, you know, sometimes I knock movies for the 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 gun action when it's silly. And I I mean it is silly that nobody aims in the eighties. It's just uh it's a meme of the eighties. They hipfire everything. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I loved the guns in the movies too. The the MP5 is the coolest gun to hip fire. So it was all these German terrorists with their fine pieces of German engineering just shooting all over the place. And I know it's um it's silly, it's not realistic, but it 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 was entertaining. So yeah, and I just I just, I, yeah. I just love that gun. So that was cool to see. Um, my my main gripe with it I didn't think it got its proper Christmas ending and I'm not saying the ending had to be Christmas per se but the whole reason he's there is he's fighting for his family literally against the forces of a terrorist network but sort of within his family too against this philosophical gap between him and his wife and the, the, the geographical distance between them he's fighting for his family in that regard too within the family itself and I just would have loved to see a nice closing Christmas morning shot, or something to tie up how John fought uh, fought for what he has, and maybe there, maybe he earned the Christmas he was after for it. He he rides away from the scene, uh, they and made they out punch in the, car. the and they punch the journalist guy, and that was pretty cool. But it just it didn't like that he never got the Christmas with his kids. The kids were never really a part of the ending because he I had thought, to
2: bang his wife.
0: I guess I, I was a little disappointed in that regard. She, but.
2: I always say this, but she was not. Not
0: enough. Uh, well, I never know what to think of 80s women because they all have that weird hairstyle that not for me.
2: No, just but, like a, a hotter chick. What about yeah. that white snake chick? She was hot in the 80s. <laughs> what about her?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, well, who would you rate higher between John McClane's wife and the chick from um, Short Circuit?
2: Duh. Because
0: she was a Allie real. Sheedy. Yeah, she was real. She was really frumpy in that
2: one. Th- this chick
0: this chick is higher or lower higher oh, okay all right so What's the chick from factors? short circuit is the frump lord of the 80s as it stands <laughs> but for me uh i agree i probably if i had half ratings i would have given this a three and a half but since halves round up uh and i'm feeling generous in the christmas spirit it gets a uh a four wiki rating from me
1: wiki, 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 wiki. Mm,
3: pretty good pretty pretty, pretty good
0: I would say it's enjoyable, but I've spent exactly zero minutes, zero seconds thinking about it later other than writing up this review. I'm not going to think yeah. about the deeper meaning of Die Hard at any but point. But for what
2: it is, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was perfectly enjoyable. It didn't waste a lot of my time. And uh, you can make a Christmas tradition out of it, so that's fine, too. Let's see what the uh, the audience has to say about it in the early vote. Um Wait, what it's year was po- this? 1988.
2: So, so this chick was 40 Bonnie Bedelia was 40 Bruce what? Willis was yeah that's
0: just bad casting then
2: bad casting I know where's his hot 20 year old wife
0: well they were supposed to have what like a six seven year old child
2: two kids yeah so
0: maybe that's not that's still probably too old but you can't She's have seven 20, years older obviously. than Bruce Willis okay that is weird why She's, would they do that yeah so very popular among the early vote. I don't know if the vote is being fortified. I don't think so. It's uh, overwhelmingly five and four wikis in the in the early vote. So people love this movie. Next week is The Princess Bride. So uh, that that won pretty handily in last week's vote. So we will watch that. Um, and the nominees after that are Reservoir Dogs, Princess Mononoke, Dread, Full Metal Jacket, American Psycho, Goodwill Hunting, Dr. Horrible sing along blog, or of course, you can veto the list and vote for another random uh, top rated IMDb movie as it stands in the early vote. Full Metal Jacket has pulled ahead, Reservoir Dogs and Dread very close behind. So if you are partial to any of those movies, head on over to the movie review uh, column on my website and get your vote in. Um, And if you, as as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews or comment uh, on how wrong I am, submit your own movie rating. As I mentioned, vote for the next movie or sign up for your very own chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do that is my weekly movie review column. It's linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That's Matt Christensen media. Dot com. That will do it uh on the show for tonight. Let's catch up with uh chat and uh we will finish up 2021.
2: Oh god, I can't believe it's almost over. Next year's totally going to be better. Total. <laughs> well,
0: um, uh it, you always think it can't be worse, but they find their ways. Don't who they?
2: thinks that? Who thinks that I would
0: like to think that, but oh. they find their ways, man.
2: I bought piances. So there I was listening to my favorite YouTube podcast duo when all of a sudden my Sandy safe space becomes more safe while simultaneously my safe space became more sane. Coincidence? Wow. I think not.
0: We are known to have that effect. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. Yep. Thank you.
2: Boat swains, mate. I'm a cuckold, but it's totally apex alpha male stuff. Jack Murphy. <laughs>
0: What am I missing on all this? Oh, didn't we? It, it Isn't wasn't he the this, CNN guy? Wasn't this referenced earlier? It was the Sydney Watson thing. This came oh up my on God. Wednesday. Yeah, was it, is it a, last it, Sunday? It
2: came up on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, it, he's not the CNN guy. He did the interview with Sydney Watson. And apparently he wrote some article about like pimping his wife out and him being into that sexually. And then Sydney accidentally read some super chat related to that. And he just eviscerated her. Like,
0: Yeah. I didn't. I haven't seen what happened. So I, I have to. I'm right, not I familiar just, with this guy until, until
2: this Sydney Watson interview, though. Hmm. um eric nervick Die Hard is the most conservative action movie the plot centers on a man whose career past the wall wife is neglecting her kid in marriage and causing him pain and inconvenience as a result <laughs> there are some
0: kind of yeah. deeper themes there yeah I, I just like i said i just wish some of those were tied up a little bit more but maybe you can see the kiss at the end and infer that she quit her job and is now a stay-at-home mom
2: I don't know. Uh, Boogeyman917. <laughs> wishing both of you all the best in 2022. Thank you for giving us a Sandy Safe Space. Cheers. Cheers to you, Boogie.
0: Well, thank you for keeping us on the air. We appreciate it. Happy New Year.
2: Adam Nold, been watching y'all off and on for off and on. Just joking. For three years. Love you both. Why isn't it called Beauty on the Beta anymore? I don't know. I think we outgrew the name.
0: We decided, yeah, we, we changed that early in 2022 just to go with a simpler name. And 2020. because. 2020. Or 2021, right. sorry, not 2022, 2021. We changed it this year, like right around the time that Joe Biden was inaugurated. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Because um, for a couple reasons, number one, I just, um, a simpler name, easier to, like it's so key for us to get word of mouth shares mm-hmm. and social media shares, because we're buried in Susan's cave, you know, wherever. Um, She will never allow us to be discovered by anybody new. So simple name is key. And, um, and yeah, I think the old name just kind of became a little... Uh, like we grew out of it, you know, you just want something. We never
2: expected to, to make it this long.
0: Yeah. It was like, not that this show (laughs) isn't about jokes and isn't kind of a joke, but the name is, (laughs) you know, a little too jokey. So, so we decided to switch it up. And the other thing is I had to redo the intro at the time because the old intro still had like 2016 bits and it had, um, Trump sound bites and it just, it wasn't as current. And if you're going to kind of refresh, the the intro That's piece true. or some of the branding, you might as well make the move when it's convenient. And it we could
2: have been the it. Matt and Rebecca show, yeah. but there's actually always a, already a um, somewhat popular Matt and Rebecca show on YouTube. That's weird. YouTube. What
0: a weird coincidence.
2: So we couldn't do that. Um, Eric Nervick, I came back to the Pacific Northwest for Christmas and got hit with a surprise foot of snow and 18 degree weather. Never thought I'd be happy to fly back to LA. Merry Christmas and glory to the King of Kings. It is so snowy here. Yeah, we terrible. got hit
0: hard too. Although I don't know if I'd be, well, you do you, but I, I'm weary about going to California. Godspeed in uh, in Los Angeles and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
2: Yeah. Um, Nathan E., much love from the shithole of St. Louis. Thank you for another year my Sandy Safe Space. The balance of white and black pills is, keep, is great at keeping me grounded. Merry Christmas and God bless hmm. both of your families. I don't know. I have a friend that just moved to St. Louis and he said they're doing great with the COVID stuff.
0: Uh, maybe. Shopping. I mean, st- yeah. Missouri overall as a state is sane. St. Louis as a locality right. is not. Obviously, it's
2: also but... no. It's highly segregated. There's something to be said for that.
0: <laughs> uh, so th- that's. I think
2: they're doing pretty well.
0: Uh, St. Louis, the specifically St. Louis, the city, I... not Missouri, the state.
2: Yeah, St. Louis is the city is. It's one of those weird cities that's part in Illinois and part in Missouri. Oh yeah. But I think suburban St. Louis is doing quite well, and then some of the city areas, like I heard, South County is doing okay. But the there's COVID still, stuff there—they're still like
0: murdery not downtown. It. Yeah.
2: Oh, hella murdery. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but if you stay in the county, it's highly segregated and it's fine. I
0: just don't want them losing their identity. You know, murder champions. I think they were for a little while there.
2: Yeah, but when people, like, when I say I'm from St. Louis, it's not like I, I grew up in East St. Louis. I grew up in Chesterfield. Like, people ask like,
0: you if you have a diary about your survival.
2: Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, center G-force. Um, Kim Potter trial, very interesting to see which victim on the progressive stack would triumph. Historical slaps on the wrist for whammon or fiery but peaceful joggers. Joggers in front at 2021's and Well, of course.
0: Seems to be confirmed thank you
2: um n-word faggot says alec really is selfish considering it was a low budget hollywood production you'd think he'd at least apologize to the dems for offing one of their voters oh wait she's dead they'll be fine
0: she can still vote yeah i'm sure god
2: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) you guys i know chesterfield is barely st louis but in my defense they did do inner city busting in my high school so like i know what's up
0: legit street I do Street yeah. cred
2: right there. President Meg Tama, well, the snow they've been promising finally showed up today and is totally screwing with my net service. I probably won't get to see my 15 seconds of fame, but here's your tribute, money grubbers. I'm sorry. You can Thank watch you. it when your internet comes back up.
0: Happy New Year. Appreciate it.
2: Um, Eric Nervick, the defense and Kim Potter screwed up. They should have just hammered on. She was a chick and women can't competently be cops. And then women jurors would have to acquit. I would have acquitted her. Like, I suppose I, well,
0: it's hard for me to say <laughs> without following the jury or the, the trial in totality, because maybe mm-hmm. they saw something that I didn't see from my sort of uh, distanced um, following of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for me to see that she committed um, the reckless, the recklessness necessary for the manslaughter charges, given the circumstance that was developing. She didn't just right. randomly shoot a person. Um Without any sort of contributing factor, she was involved in a situation where a guy was trying to take off in his car with yeah. a cop still halfway in it. Yeah. And um, it beca- if you're presenting a, a, a serious threat, a threat of bodily injury to that police officer, use of force becomes justified. And that's what happened, even if it was woefully mistaken force that was used.
2: That's true. Yeah, that's true. I would like to hear from the jurors. Mostly yeah. peaceful. Matt, does the pause and solo videos include your OnlyFans asking for the entire chat?
0: Uh wait 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 uh, one more time I missed. Does that. the
2: pause and solo videos include your OnlyFans?
0: Oh no, of course not. Those those will continue. Uh, obviously, I I owe it to my vast OnlyFans constituency.
2: Yep, it's a hundred percent feet. Yeah, just feet. Pics. Yeah. Nagalunky Buck. Uh, two gin-scented tears trickled down the sides of his nose, but it was all right. Everything was all right. The struggle was finished. He had won the victory over himself. He loved Big Brandon. <laughs> That is the final um, line in 1984, isn't it?
0: I don't know. I just know Brandon. Big brother. Let's
1: go, Brandon. I agree.
2: (laughs) Daniel Kunkel. A new year is upon us, and to say that I'm concerned is an understatement. I don't like going into a new year with such doubts. Hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Take care and good luck. Yes, but don't we um, always go into the new year with doubts?
0: Well, you should. Yeah, I mean, you should go into the new year with a proper evaluation of the year past. But at some level, I don't even like doing that annually. You should really be doing that every day. The great quote from from Socrates, right? The unexamined life is not worth living every day. You should know why you're doing the things that you're doing. And it's great if you make that analysis annually. It's better than never. But we should be thinking about that on a more frequent basis. What did I do today and why did I do it?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And if you can't answer those questions, make a Mm -hmm. change.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, Mitch Quintana says, blonde, I sent you an email regarding your struggle with OCD that you mentioned on the last show. Yes. We did talk to, about that a little bit on Wednesday. Mm. I know exactly what you're going through and I'm so sorry you struggle with OCD. I too have severe OCD all my best. I did. I got, I think it was on Instagram and I got your message and I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, I wasn't too specific about it, but I got a lot of emails from people uh, about, about the OCD our issue. Show, about the OCD huh. issue. And then a lot of people that email me they were like OCD just means you're too particular about something. <laughs> Listen, that's not what I'm dealing with. I think a lot of people have this misconception that it's only related to cleaning.
0: I've never known someone with any kind of serious case. So that's always been my perception that you do weird rituals or you clean stuff obsessively or you engage right. in other behavior that's a little over the top and um ritualistic and not yeah. necessarily productive.
2: Right, right. Mine is, it's research-based, like obsessively researching medical issues and stuff like that. So it's not always, you know, washing your hands or whatever most people do. Philip Hayden, happy Kwanzaa, fags. Stay awesome, my friends. P.S. I got a haircut. Will blonde see old grizzled guy? What do you look like? Will blonde see old grizzled guy?
0: I don't know. It depends if uh, the beard is in play or not. I know. I would assume.
2: He spelled fags F-H-A-Y-G-S. got to
0: get around Susan somehow.
2: Uh, You can't say fags in the live chat? I say fags in the live chat 400 times a day.
0: Yeah, but Susan gives you special rules, as we all know.
2: I know. Philip Hayden, I just read that. Big floppa. Big floppa. (laughs) Wishing y'all a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Getting married this New Year's Eve to the love of my life since freshman year of high school. I love you, Kes. Uh, Sorry it took me 12 years to finally marry you, but it's been worth every second together.
0: Wow. (laughs) Well, congratulations, you guys. That's awesome oh happy new year and congrats on the engagement
2: knuckle hunky buck hi timmy where are your papers fuck i lost my wallet at recess
0: yeah pretty yeah, much somebody beat me are. up and stole my lunch money and now i can't have a birth part, a birthday party either
2: square hoop one uh jim kramer's vax recommendations work out as well for him as his investment strategies have done for others Ayo, i haven't
0: followed his uh investment <laughs> investment advice is it famously bad or something i, yeah. I, I don't know
2: it's uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's uh, tied up with some pharmaceutical companies.
0: All I um, know is he tells you to uh, buy Pfizer, buy Moderna, buy John. Well, I don't know. Can you advise? Is Johnson and Johnson still in the cool kid club or is that? Uh, no, not. Does out. that not yeah. count anymore?
2: No. no. Mm, no. Smegma Bukaki 69. I've been in a bomb shelter with no Internet for the past two years. What did I miss? <laughs> I know Catch you up haven't. on our many hours of shows.
0: I know you haven't been cuz I know you've been at those Australia meetings, have you not? I uh, I know you're trying to probably establish some plausible deniability to the Australian government cracking down on you for your legal gatherings. <laughs> but I have it on good authority you've still yeah. been around, Smegma Bukaki. And nobody ever forgets your username anyway, so
2: joda 175 Year. I don't care anymore. I don't care about COVID. I don't care about this government. I don't care about the insanity anymore. I love you too. Fuck Joe Biden. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really tapped out with the caring. You said something to do here.
0: Was it Wednesday or was it Sunday? You said, yeah, you go through these stages of blackpilled until you get to the ultimate black pill, which is only caring about your family. Yeah. But but that's that's not really blackpilled. That is what Mm -hmm. our default state should be. I'm not saying we shouldn't have any concern for the state of society and other people's families. We should. But fundamentally, your priority has to be your own house. I mean, that's that's clean your room type stuff, you know?
2: Exactly. And people may have noticed a uh, decrease in my interest and effort level in the political sphere since having a baby. but a lot of that has to do with um me also realizing over the course of the the last I don't know when did I start my channel six years ago how little effort or how little control you can actually exert over the political sphere. like there's almost nothing that any of us can do. certainly so, on
0: the national level, it's very yeah, different
2: uh, yeah and so it's just my my apathy perseveres. Um, Well, it's a
0: bit. That's yeah. I mean, I I don't even like calling it blackpilled necessarily, because if everybody followed that philosophy of putting your own home first, not only would we have a better society, but you wouldn't have to care about government and political issues very much because everybody would be too busy focusing on improving their own damn home.
2: Well, we shouldn't have to care about this stuff.
0: Yeah. In an ideal world, we wouldn't.
2: No, no. Um, Political involvement should really only be for genius white men. Right.
0: <laughs> we'll go. We'll, we'll turn back the clock and uh, make it a very, we, we want the good old boys club.
2: No, we do. I mean, yeah. it, sh- it should be like college used to be. It's not for everyone. Okay.
0: Well, I, I would agree insofar as I think politics should be for those who have established something and have skin in the game. Yeah. I am very weary of being lectured about how to build things and run businesses and handle affairs by people who have never built a damn thing in their life. <sighs> Doesn't mean that they don't have a stake in society, I suppose, but build something before you tell other people how and what to build. Exactly. That's a yeah. basic rule that I think our society should operate on. So uh, I'm I'm but it's with all the people that-, that
2: have built nothing and have everything that are making all the rules and we wonder yes. why things are going south.
0: And that's a flaw. Yeah.
2: Uh Keeney says, Merry Christmas. Blonde and mad is Biden actually the only one who remembers the Brandon in the wheelchair when Dems uh tried to change the LGB narrative. The only one who remembers that, Brandon, that uh, Brandon in the wheelchair when Dems tried to change. The there was a Brandon
0: variant. in a wheelchair. Obviously, I don't remember this person. I'll have to. I don't know. Carry on. I will see if I can find wheelchair Brandon.
2: <laughs> don't do 2K. Check out New York State Bill 416, which blows open the door to detention facilities for the unvaxxed. Covered 1224 by Facts Matter and Epic News and by Tim Pool. I'm California resident, so see y'all in the, the recommissioned uh, Manzanar. Man, Tim Pool covered this. Um, What
0: is it? I oh, this is uh, this is um, New York bill assembly bill four sixteen. I made a video about this and posted on Saturday. Oh no
2: no no! I meant I I know what the four sixteen. Oh sorry, did I?
0: Yeah, sorry. I was looking up the the.
2: I know. Did you find out the Brandon thing?
0: Yes. So my brain must have gotten crossed there as I'm thinking about multiple things at, at, at once. First of all, on the uh, wheelchair Brandon, apparently back in October, there was a guy in a wheelchair who talked to Joe Biden about his Build Back Better plan and was wheelchair bound. And people are speculating if he was an act, if he was a troll who named himself Brandon and potentially wasn't even a real cripple. Really? He might have been. He might have really uh, one up to the prank caller guy months before the prank call even happened. Was his last heard of name this. Lesko? I don't know. I've never heard of this until now, but there are <laughs> photos. It's not just a description. There are photos of this, so I got to look into it.
2: Greg Olson, uh, a tweet to me about the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago only allowing vax visitors said, I just went to the museum and I can't wait to go back without you and your fellow anti-vax riffraff. I don't get it. Hmm. What?
0: So, so okay tweets to me someone talking about the the museum in chicago i just went to the museum and this is what someone said to him i just went to the museum and i can't wait to go back without you and your fellow anti-vax riffraff I, I, yeah i don't i mean th- I don't that's the either. thing like in a free society you don't have to associate with anyone they act yeah. as though they're being forced to associate with the unvaccinated underclass you're not you can not associate with anybody you damn well please that's well within I'm fine your rights with this
2: segregated it. society i'm okay with this
0: as long as it's by the free choice of everyone's of, of everyone involved i have no issue with it if it's government enforced then yeah i have a huge problem with it because your freedom of association is violated at that point
2: um liz towel sending you a chat as thanks but also as a plea for someone to get buckaroo bonsai on the movie list lori lightfoot is in it what no way we need look to look this up. up too. Uh, Photo bet. My wife and I went through IUI this past week. We'd appreciate any prayers for your pregnancy. For pregnancy. Okay, good luck to you. IUI the, is pretty successful. So
0: yeah, all the best to your family.
2: Appreciate you this. Happy new year. We need to be active in in campaigning and election monitoring, door knock, phone bank, poll watch, collapsitarians. If you won't put in the work now, you won't do it then. No better than the Cali migrants who vote socialist. Well, that's nonsense. I mean, collapsitarians just see the writing on the wall. We're I, I temporarily do agree. apathetic.
0: I do agree with the general concept that we all should get a little more involved locally. And I will plead guilty to that charge myself. There are things I could do at the local level that I figure I'll get around to and largely don't because, you know, I, mm. I've got work to do. I've got family obligations, but yeah, I mean, point taken, the fact that people like me are not uh, filling up those seats, in county commissions, city councils, even lower offices. I resent this.
2: I resent this. I don't know that
0: I resent it because I think the I do because we have to
2: use the system to change the system. The whole concept is retarded. After this election, it's like, why should I even bother engaging in this at all? Voting is for idiots.
0: Well, I, I do think the truth of the charge is that by and large, a lot of us complain about a lack of influence on the federal level without doing everything we can to maximize our influence on the local level. I think there is truth to that.
2: Maybe we've but, tried and maybe we've destroyed our reputations by speaking online about things that were foreboden. <laughs> were and maybe we've done everything we can and we're just tired. Okay. We're just tired well, and we don't want to do anything else. And their baby kept them up all night. I'm so is tired.
0: Truth, there is truth to that. It's not, I, it doesn't mean it doesn't excuse us of an obligation to our local communities, but fine, there, you know, whatever. And, <sighs> and, and, and I can't say that I've tried it. I wouldn't say that I'm unelectable. Because I've never tried to, but I don't, I don't want to hold office either. I, I, I do think that mm. our influence is certainly much better placed here it on this is. platform yeah. than it is than I would be on, say, the Gallatin County Commission or something like right. that.
2: It's why Tucker Carlson but, should never run for president. Like, stay where you are, you know.
0: But um, yeah, point to like, there are things that we can all do that yeah. sometimes we don't. I, I agree with that premise.
2: But people do best when they're affecting their existing sphere of influence.
0: Uh, Yeah, but but you do have your sphere of influence for everybody includes your neighborhood. It includes your city. It includes your county. And that's true for you and for me. And it's true for everybody in this audience.
2: Logan Orr says, I currently have COVID. It sucks, but livable. And then he said queer like 40 times.
0: I'm glad Susan allows it. Congratulations.
2: Trav to the world. uh, White pill. My apolitical cousin is now rapidly anti-mandate. Her four-year-old was turned away from an emergency room because they had to close at 8 p.m. due to lack of staff after firings. her P.S. Her son is okay. Oh my God. That's terrible. That's yeah. terrible.
0: Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that that people are noticing, people who might not, been, might not have been politically interested before. You're noticing the changes in society. You don't like it. So, um, so yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Two good days reason ago, to run for office there. M- or three days ago, my baby spiked 104 fever in the night. And so I called my pediatrician the next day. And they were like, okay, someone will call you back. Never even got a call back. Wow. That is not an insignificant fever. That is substantial.
0: You'd rather have nobody return your call and nobody to see the kid than somebody who was unvaccinated. I know, I mean, that would be a disaster.
2: I knew what they were going to say. I don't even know why I called. They were going to call me and be like, she has the Omicron variant and we need to go.
0: (laughs) CPS is uh, on on route to your house now. Seriously. For your failure as a mother.
2: I know. Uh, Brian says, Merry Christmas. Uh, bang bong, charade. I know people say charade. The British say charade, though. Uh, Jack Murphy's. Uh, uh, what is this? Liminal Order is a wife swap club that also offers beard dye advice.
0: <laughs> I have no.
2: I don't. I have no context surrounding this, so I don't know what know. people are talking about.
0: I will have no part in defaming this man. Um, I actually just don't know anything about it. I so I've I've kind of interested that so many in the audience are all about this. I guess I have to see it now.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't really want to. Um, Although I do like Sydney Watson. Hmm. Um, Holden Mulray. Blonde, your comments regarding normalcy bias and never regaining our old normal prompted the question. I appreciate that you didn't say beg the question. Uh, What thoughts have each of you, as you travel by air, do you have recollections pre-9-11? God bless. Um, I barely have any recollections pre-9-11.
0: I did travel as a child, but... Uh, I, I don't, don't really remember anything it. about it. My yeah. my memories of air travel are pretty much all post-9/11. post nine eleven.
2: Post nine eleven,
0: yeah. Um, now we we are on the cusp of potentially additional airline and air travel crackdown. Fauci this morning was saying, "Yeah, I'm in favor of a mandate to fly." That um, I mean, many of my lines have already been crossed, but that's another line. I, I will, if that's the case, I'm not flying anymore. I'm just not no, doing it. That's fine. okay. I like this part of the country. I can live here. A lot of stuff I've never seen around this part of the country. Mm. I can go to Idaho, I can go to Wyoming, I can go to South Dakota, you know, Uh, there's actually people who coastal people would scoff at that and think that sounds silly. But there's a lot of cool stuff to see around here.
2: Oh, no, if I have to die in Idaho, then that's fine. Yeah, I'm not getting this fucking vaccine. I don't care if I never go anywhere ever again in my whole life. I've done tons of traveling. I fine. I'm fine.
0: Yeah. I, I and if they did that after the holidays, what a move too. well, it was fine before Christmas, but uh, now it's too dangerous. So you have to prove your vaccination. Status.
2: It sucks that there are family members that like I might never see again.
0: Oh, yeah, it's totally possible. I mean, I, um, you know, uh, all, all of my in-laws are in California and that gets increasingly more difficult to manage. I, I have no desire to have some kind of rift across geography for the family like that but at the same time i can't submit to this sort of insane tyranny as a condition yeah. to go yeah. see family members elsewhere i just like i'm sorry i can't submit to that
2: oh i know we have a, a bunch of very close family members in china and every time i skype with them i'm like am i ever gonna see you again like are we ever gonna see each other yeah. in real life again?
0: international travels pro- I mean, yeah it's, it's out long. yeah
2: um milky way mike uh, merry christmas guys have a fun new year as well cheers cheers to you uh Pittsburgh. iron man 3 is also a christmas movie i haven't seen that
0: i have not seen it either but i'll take your word for it
2: i need to reload are you are you um okay? yeah i got it good
0: to go uh ham magnuson says hiya uh jim goad wrote that librarian in taki mag she defrauded her last school Oh, wrote of that librarian in Taki magazine. So this must be the librarian with the who denies the Hitler oh, act. Oh, yeah. I assume she defrauded her last school of $26,000. Her name explains it all. Kind regards Murdoch Murdoch and Murdoch Chan next Halloween. Yeah, I'm early, but uh, but you're bloody cowards. <laughs> oh, well, all right. The nomination has been made. <clears throat> Uh, thank you for the update on The Librarian. Plum Logan says, uh, Merry Christmas, you scrubs. And Brian's, Brian, you got Susan. So, you got you know, Susan. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that, but you know <laughs> Pat, that's what she does.
2: Sorry, buddy. Um, Pat Vellander says, uh, 9-11 reference in opening scene of movie. Which movie? Uh, Surely Not Die Hard.
0: No, it's... Uh, well, <laughs> I mean other than it's like a terrorist attack at sort of a, a tower building was
2: there some kind of die hard prophecy
0: uh, there was an airplane scene where he was carrying a gun remember and the, the guy what was the conversation between the two guys i guess he I've,
2: tells him to curl his toes on the on that's the carpet right when he gets there and then
0: he sees his gun and says don't worry i'm a cop maybe i don't yeah. remember all the, is there something more to that dialogue that i missed i don't
2: know hmm. um, but you like wonder yeah like
0: carrying a gun on a plane could any police officer do that at the time or could anyone do that at the time? That's uh, a, that's a relic no. of a bygone era.
2: No, surely not. Um, link to the future. Merry Christmas and happy new year. I've the that 2022 will actually be a better year. That's foolish. I have faith but... <laughs> <But> vigilance,
0: I... <laughs> but faith.
2: It doesn't matter. Merry Christmas to both of you. And I would wish y'all a happy new year, but I'll wait until after the, the SCOTUS ruling to see if it's happy enough. It's 2A related. See armed scholar for more info. Oh, yeah. There's oh, the new a New York SCOTUS. ruling.
0: Yeah, the New York. Uh, that's <clears throat> I haven't followed that case super closely. As far as I understand, it's um, it's about the rules of issuing concealed carry permits in New York. Or maybe I'm way off. Something to do with concealed carry in New York. Before I may speak any further, I will just remind everyone that it's an important gun case. If you're interested in that sort of thing, um, over on D live, we got a fetter. Mephitis. Thanks for supporting the show, man. Appreciate it. And he says, yes, all of these donations are on purpose. Well, thank you. Uh, we appreciate that very much and uh, Merry Christmas and happy new year. And let's refresh and head on over to tippy stream. And then we'll get out of here. What do we got? Where did I leave off? I let, uh, Let's see. I left off with. Okay, Danny from Montana says, Well, after driving six hours, I walked through my commie aunt's door and was handed a mask and told this is a vax only household. I told them no and was, quote, allowed to stay. Grandma came up to me in tears, apologizing, and gave me a big hug. Anywho, also says, um, thank you for what you all do. The Sanity Safe Space has kept me grounded throughout all of this nonsense. Late Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to both of you uh, and your families. And I look forward to what this show will have in 2022. Um and then you have a you know your typical reference, I can't read Danny, but I see you. <laughs> um uh, man, I, I I unfortunately I've heard similar stories from various friends about weird yeah. rules thrown on them upon arrival at certain Christmas gatherings. Yeah. I mean, it's your house. I suppose you can set the rules, but if you don't tell people the rules ahead of time, invite them and then they yeah, show and up they and them, then you yeah. dump a bunch of rules on them. And then you get pissed if they don't comply. That's what matters here. Again, is family actually a priority or is membership in the cult? the priority? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear it, but uh, I hope it went well, Danny and, and Merry Christmas. Happy New Year as well. Phil says Kim Potter is white that cancels out her woman card uh tp uh tptb Oh, the powers that be of course want mm. whites disarmed and legally not allowed to defend ourselves against diversity she made a mistake yet uh uh she made a mistake yes but the world uh well he uh, you as you'd expect phil is very sad that the hero dante wright is gone uh, okay. Peace and blessings be upon Dante Wright. Did you see in the prosecution's closing uh, statements, they called Dante Wright a hero? That Dante Why? Wright heroically took a bullet that protected both Dante Wright's girlfriend in the passenger seat and other officers and other people from being harmed. This is sort of the next level thing with George Floyd. It's like, we, right, right. There's a debate here about the police use of force. I will grant that. We can talk about that why but do we stop have to uphold idolizing
2: these? these people and upholding yeah. them as some kind of saints like that, um, that, uh, video or that picture I sent you.
0: Oh, the guy who at the Catholic school, who's painting a mural of George Floyd as Jesus yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah.
2: This It was the most astonishing thing I've ever seen. It's like, yeah. can't we say that's blasphemous?
0: Well, I, I think the Catholic church on their own private, um, Private uh, facility or private um, venue is entitled to say that whether or not I agree is kind of irrelevant. If it's their space, you know.
2: I'm like, burn the art.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not a big fan of burning art, so you probably won't get me there. But if I had to burn a little art, Just a... I mean, I could make some fine s'mores with that George Floyd Jesus mural if I really had to on a cold night like tonight. I'm looking at my dash or at my desktop and um yeah my computer system is telling me minus six degrees outside currently if i needed such a heat source perhaps i'd consider yukon don says all the best in the new year good luck to all of us i think we're gonna need it well thank you for your support for the show
1: we love and, you uh, you're very special
0: merry christmas and happy new year don phil collins official says looking forward to your review of diehard black-pilled made a spot-on video about it a couple of years ago. Happy New Year. Well, I hope I did it justice. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of it, but, you know, if someone wants a fun popcorn movie for yeah. Christmas or really any action, you know, sit down, don't think too much type movie, be entertained, not bored. Yeah, it's perfectly fine for that role. Yep. Mike DeWine Shitty and Grin says, Nick Rahida has committed the ultimate sin and has grifted his way into the dumpster defender case and is making t-shirts with the dad and his catchphrase, I doubt it, you should take your... Swing and sue for intellectual property theft. Love you both and happy new year. Well, um, I, I certainly don't own any, I doubt it related intellectual property though. I do have the I doubt it. sounder ready for deployment as I was commanded to do. Um, I, I wouldn't even be guilty or I wouldn't even be innocent on the charge of um, of capitalizing on the incident because, of course, our friends over at Sonoran Defense Technologies, who make yeah. fantastic custom glocks and custom engraved firearm magazines for all your firearm firearm and other engraving needs. That's that SonoranDefense.com. That was seamless. I'm such a professional. But they have fantastic I doubt it mags over there, and I have an I doubt it
2: mag. You know, we always said we would never ever have sponsors i don't yeah. regret it for a
0: second <laughs> no well i i know why i resisted initially and i i, I try to stay true to that i don't want to be um for sale per se but every why
2: the, we're totally because, for sale you think you've got a good product and it hit us up
0: well that's what i'm saying is where the 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 product and the people making it in our show align that's where partnership is beneficial and i think that Certainly the people we work with have been good in that regard and an improvement um, and an opportunity for for both that I hope is and for the audience, by the way. I mean, that's the aim of it is everybody gets a good deal. The show, the people making the product and the audience. That's the thinking. When I say that um, I don't want to be for sale per se, I mean, I want everybody's interest to align. I don't want to feel like I'm altering my product to meet someone else's demands. And nobody Nobody who advertises on our show has ever told me or us what to say. And if they, For other sure. than, yeah. other than their ad read itself, right, of right. course, but they've never told me you're going to talk about this issue in this way.
2: Oh no. <laughs> and I
0: wouldn't, I would never do that. So, so it's only where stuff, um, where, where are the interests of everybody align, And, and thankfully we've been able to find some people, um, who, who are aligned in that way. Phil yep. says that.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: Phil.
0: Um, <clears throat> Uh, nice. What a weird message from Phil. Diversity is our strength and will make 2022 Aww. a great year. Hmm. He says there's going to be continued decreased quality of life until people who are reducing the quality of life are stopped and the new location is ruined. Uh, oh, he's talking about people moving to a new state. The blonde glare isn't going to be enough to preserve our homes. Well, blonde, <laughs> blonde glare is the first step.
2: It is the and first step. You yeah.
0: obviously your preps should not be limited only to blonde glare. That's mm-hmm. a point point granted. There, um, no, I'm just the, the point I'm trying to make is um, these are conversations that that you know should be had, and and there's nothing wrong with a little uh, dare I say even social pressure applied. I, I, I'm not even, I'm not a huge fan of trying to pressure people to do things or to think certain things or or anything like that. But I'm fully aware you of gotta the, take
2: a stand at some point though, right? Aren't you? I'm aware of the reality that we've lived all over. I'm I'm not doing it again.
0: I know. And it's like, if you're going to defend your space, you got to kind of do it and accept the reality that these people are applying pressure with every mechanism they can. There's nothing wrong with trying to change a few minds here and there and saying, you're here for a reason. Remember that reason and uh, vote accordingly. And we probably won't have any problems, but if we keep trying the same failed experiment, it's the reason that you, left the place you came from, we're going to have problems here. So
2: where do you stand on the ethics of getting rich because of California influx to your town?
0: Well, this, this is an issue for a friend. I was going to say, this is a direct issue in Jorge's documentary because part of the reason that, that the cartels are able to overtake places in Southern California and elsewhere is because they go in with massive stacks of cash And they buy out property for 50% over asking price and people sell it willingly. And yeah, should you, the two schools of thought, I mean, obviously is it immoral or unethical to sell to people who you know are going to wreck that community on the other side of it? You could argue, well, if this place is ruined, I might as well get as much as I can to help my flight elsewhere. Um, For me, I, I don't think that I if I knew for a fact I was selling to people who were going to who were going to ruin my community in the way that those cartels are ruining Southern California, I couldn't do it.
2: What about raising the rent to the average price of the area, but for good Idahoans?
0: What do you mean ra- you mean raising the rent on your property or
2: Okay, so um I could tell that Seattle was going to shit in like 2017. And so I was like, all right, I need to stretch myself as thin as I possibly can to buy some properties in Idaho. And Uh then everybody started moving to Coeur d'Alene. And so now uh, my rental properties, I'm I'm raising the rent to like what the market average is. But also I feel like shit about it.
0: Ah, because it'll put like uh, people who have been living there, it'll put, you know, quote unquote natives at a, Competitive disadvantage.
2: Competitive disadvantage, right? Yeah. Um, but but I have to. I I kind of feel like everybody should be doing what's best for their own families, but also what you do for your community is really important too.
0: There's a big debate there. What is best for if you and your rental practices contribute to the destruction of your community? Is that in fact the best for your family? What is the best for the family? The the potential rental income or it's people very coming helpful. in and I, I I'm I well. There's a big debate there. they there really is. I know.
2: Yeah. I'm 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 really torn about about what to what to do here. Hmm.
0: Well, I I don't know what I I can't really tell you what to do on that one. Um I I certainly would not like in the case in California where they're cashing out way above market value and selling to bad dudes. Um that's something I would not do. I mean, in your case you're talking But if you were the about, last
2: person left in town, wouldn't you do it? I totally well, would. yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, but in your case you're talking about market value too. You're not talking about like um, seizing some rare opportunity. You're talking about keeping your property and the income it generates. You're keeping it in line with what all the other properties in the area uh, generate.
2: It used to be so cheap around here, even five I years ago.
0: If it was me, I would like to think that I would treat good tenants well, and I'm not saying you're not doing that, but maybe that counts for something, you know, good oh, tenants. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so mm. I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I have no experience in that area. That's not, that's not my line of business. So.
2: Oh, somebody said only raise the the rent on new rentees. Yeah, that's what I do.
0: Mm. I'm
2: nobody that's been an existing rentee. So, yeah.
0: Well, good luck with that. Um, Jacob says. uh, Or wait, wait, wait. No, evil baby. Emmeline has one more. (laughs) I have the best grandma in the world. You should have seen the Christmas present she gave me, Matt. She was uh, she got a bunch of locks and keys, including one that matches the one where mommy keeps her credit card. Happy New Year. Oh, (laughs) It'll no. be a problem of the future. She's got to master uh, the internet machine.
2: She's so big, it's crazy. I can't. Hmm. I can't even look at her. She's like a little human.
0: Can, I, I'm, well, you always promote your Instagram. So, can we promote the Instagram cake eating picture? I don't have Ooh, it handy. Yeah, but.
2: I. I do. I always have to look and see what my Instagram handle is because I. I don't remember. It's blonde underscore beast one, and you can see a picture of my baby literally licking a plate of cake. Off. <laughs>
0: It was uh yeah it was uh the, the whole family gathered around to see this picture the other night it was really funny.
2: <laughs> good.
0: Uh Jacob says no fuck off we're full go back to ohio you carpetbagger assholes always give people from massachusetts emphasis on ass. The death stare. Happy new year all. Well I think the, the obligation when my when I I've mentioned this before but if you're one of the good people moving in you should mark yourself as such. For example when my wife moved here with her California license plates, I was well aware that we were a target. So I printed custom. <laughs> I never voted for um, Jerry Brown bumper sticker. I I disavow Maxine, and there was a what was the other one? There was some Gavin Newsom or um,
2: and her car Adam never Schiff got keyed. Reference.
0: No, no, it was marked very clearly. Big giant like foot long bumper <laughs> stickers on the rear window. Like I am not one of them. I think that was the one that I said I'm not one of them. I never Good. voted Jerry Brown. I disavow Maxine. I'm not one of them. And yeah, we had no problems. And I would like to think if I was a person, like if I saw that, because I see plenty of California plates rolling around here. If I was driving down the road and I saw a California plate that explicitly identified himself as not one of them, I'd say, good. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh,
0: Bane Koof, um, thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Let's see. I think we're all set. Are we good on YouTube?
2: Mm, I think we have one more. Do, 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 do. Uh, 2-A-E-D-U, yeah. 2-A-E-D-U said, Merry Christmas and thanks as always. And Uncle Hunky Walk said, did you already read this?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, we didn't read this one.
2: Oh, I don't want to be for sale, Matt. And I once only made love. Once made love for <laughs> Christensen, know. yeah.
0: I know. I, I, I gather there's like some kind of hypocrisy. But even that, like it's important to me that this show is... Is a community, you know, yeah. and and I I know that a super chatter is literally telling me what to say, but they're here for the product. You know what I'm saying? I don't view that as the same as some corporate interest coming to me and saying, say this how we want it said, and then we'll cut you some stupid check or something. Yeah. You know, by virtue of being a part of this community, you get to make jokes at my expense. That's fine.
2: That's fine. Um. Pam Magnuson is the last one. I will only take the vax when you guys tell me to do it, except to check. You're welcome. Shills. Ah, the <laughs> show lacks diversity.
0: <laughs> I guess it does. Yeah. Thank you. And two eighty uh, edu, all the best to you and Merry Christmas and happy new year over on uh, D live Dakota gym. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the show. I think we are all set then. Let me see what we got real quick. Refresh and uh we will call it a night yeah we're good so uh for the final time in the absolutely wretched year that was we will uh, bid you good night thanks for hanging out with us not only tonight but throughout the year um, we'll see you, you on know, sunday yeah we will be back next sunday january 2nd in the new year and I, i'm really honored to read all the comments about people calling the stream therapeutic because it's certainly yeah. therapeutic for me and for us too so truly thanks is. for keeping it as sane and as positive as this ridiculous year could have been if you're traveling for the holidays and you need even more to listen to uh, there is more content over on the audio platforms we have the call in show replays we have blondes interviews extra stuff you might not find on YouTube you can find it linked in the description and over on the website that's com, where you'll find everything else show related We will be back next Sunday at our usual time, 9 Eastern, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a happy and safe New Year.
2: Bye, guys.